We're back at the Oscars, and this time we're going to talk about the best actresses of the year. But as is tradition, we're only going to talk about them 33% as much as we would for the best actors. Let's get started. <laughs> it was worth was me fucking up a couple year? times. Was uh, that last year? I think it was. Maybe. It could be. I mean, this year for some reason, every best actress... Only that, has that, that nomination. Only right? has that nomination. The movies in that category didn't get anything out. I mean, like they probably got some other things else, but none of them got Best Picture, which is stupid for one of them. Right. So I, I, that's all, all. Honestly, more of the case than Best Actors. I feel like Best Actors are typically Best Picture nominees as well. Yeah. And I just think it's because most Best Picture nominees are driven by male leads. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, still, no, it's still weird. Unfortunately, how, it's still weird how this year. Licorice Pizza's uh, uh, lead actress, uh, Elena Haim, uh, was nominated so many times and then didn't get the Oscar nomination. It's because like, she's, it's, it's she's new. Just like, I, know, like, I hate, I know that. Just like Rachel reason. Ziegler. The worst part is, is like, you know, they probably did really well. Like, I thought Rachel was amazing. So I don't know. Like, if you're going to nominate a best picture, like, at least, I don't know. It's like, like, I don't know. Best. Maybe give either. It's the same. It's the same. Uh, Stupid reason why uh, Villeneuve didn't get nominated for Dune, even though it got eleven nominations. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, wait. Okay. Do, do, do you think Dune deserved Best Picture? No, 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 no. Like I'm best saying, Best Picture it, nomination. Sure. It got yeah. Best, I'm saying it got Best Picture nomination and not Best Director. I feel like I'm saying you gotta do both. It should be the other way around. Okay, I see what you're yeah, saying. I see what you're I would, saying. I would at least like. It, I would have done it the other way around, if anything. <laughs> like, if, if a movie has eleven nominations and the director doesn't get it, it's like who the hell made it then? Yeah. Okay, but, I can see. I can see that that's fair. But then but to, really, to go back to the really theme, I don't really that Dune should have that many nominations. But yes, the, the argument is that why is there so many nominations if he's not even nominated for best director? Like he's right. the one who made it. And so, then the, the argument for the best uh, actress is, oh, Licorice Pizza is nominated for best director, best picture. It's like she's the lead. So you're saying yeah. like the none of the actors had anything to do with it helping this movie out? Like what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, we've me and Tyler have talked about it before. I think I'm not sure if on the podcast, but at least in our free time just the kind of archaic nature of a lot of academy awards at this point anyway like again me i think me and tyler still are, maybe definitely my still my favorite film of last year and potentially still time yeah Green Knight. yeah it's, it's not it's just not even here in the slightest and we both really like that one so we don't oh, always agree right. with the oscar picks in general yeah but no, green knight is so good it's not and it was never gonna get nominated unless it tech was, stuff but that's still i didn't i thought it had a chance but Whatever. I guess not. Yeah. Stella, yeah, is what happens. But welcome, everybody, to 321 Binge. I am your host, Chris Ramirez, with our guest for the week, Alex Sue. Hello. And hold on, I have something for this. Where oh, is yeah. it? A closeted gay man with so much hate in his heart, Tyler Zucker. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was me at one point, guys. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, and this week, it might not be clear, but maybe it, it should be clear. We are doing our second Oscars episode for of the season, and we're doing our best actresses, actresses pick, which is kind of funny. Did any of these movies? Yeah, one of the, okay. Two of them, I guess, technically were led by, like, their leading actor. The leading performance was an actress. You could make the argument for one of those. Yes, movies. yes. It's obviously yes. Spencer, right, yeah. and then yeah. West Side Story is, like, Kirsten, dual leads, but... And, and also, Kirsten was, like, the lead of women in that yeah. movie. She, she was, the, like, she, yeah, she, she was, was the lead. Oh. I would argue she's the third main character, so, yeah. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I guess, you want me to start off, I guess, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Um, Miss Capulet and Mr. Montague feud over whose garden is better. 
The garden gnomes that decorate the neighbors' lawns fight the rivalry when the humans aren't looking. The gnomes from the red garden don't get you along with the gnomes so from much. the blue garden. <laughs> then gnomes. Is this Gnomeo and Juliet? Gnomeo so and Juliet are red. Fall in love. Leading you don't need to keep going. Celebrity. The bit's already done. <laughs> <laughs> it's not done until I say it's done, Tyler. Oh my god! Anyway, we're doing West Side Story. Love it. Um, it's it's just Romeo and Juliet, but it's Romeo and Juliet. You know, directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it's it's a worse Romeo and Juliet adaptation. Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't seen Romeo and Juliet in years. I can't actually back that statement. I don't up. even think I saw it. I, I no, I didn't see it either. I like I, to say inflammatory things that I also believe are true. Like I've said that, no, I love uh, that. I said Cruella is the better Joker movie, and I mean that one. Unfortunately, Honestly, I haven't. It was good. It was good. I think <laughs> it was. I liked. I think it was better than Joker, and it's kind of. I'm glad I, it got nominated for something because, like, <laughs> I think it got it was, for the dresses, right? Dresses, Basically, yeah. they're really it, good dresses. Costume actually. and hair, I think, or something like that. But I mean, it might win. So I, it was some gorgeous costume design. <laughs> I gotta admit. Um, but yes, anyway, actually, we're doing West Side, West Side Story. Story, directed by Spielberg, and it's just him showing you why he is still the one of the best directors ever. It's Spielberg flexing for about two and a half hours, I think, right? Something yeah, along those is. lines. It's him showing off. And so what's your guys' relationship with the original West Side Story, whether the play or I the hated film? it. I, okay. Oh, okay, so, okay, I, I don't think I hated the film. I don't remember watching the film much, but I just never really liked West Side Story because it's just a musical version of uh, Romeo and Juliet in a more race, like a different, I, I, it's not my favorite because it's just not, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen so many things like this, right? Yeah. Um, the music is always fantastic. It's just, I never really was that into it. So. Okay. Oh, that's music, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. The music was my favorite part of the, <clears throat> well, yeah, the play and the movie because it's the same, but yeah, the music was always my favorite part of it. Yes. Okay. So what, what are your feelings on Romeo and Juliet as a play then, as well? I don't like Romeo. I hate, I hate it. I, I yeah. Okay. Good. I, I get Shakespeare. He was the first, which is great, but we gotta let it go. <laughs> this love we, story thing. Has we gotta. Got to go. We gotta stop telling middle schoolers to read Romeo and Juliet. They get too many ideas. Yeah. It's- yeah. Literally. <laughs> like, why are we teaching kids about killing yourself for one person that you fought, like you like for a second? A day. A day. For a day. A, a good like, weekend. How is this maybe. an important? How is this an important educational story? I'm sorry. What? Tyler, um, what are your thoughts on Romeo and Juliet then? Yeah, it's it's whatever. I don't like it. It's, I don't like it <laughs> it's either. It's probably the worst Shakespeare play ever. <laughs> I, it's probably my least favorite. I don't like, I'll be honest, I don't really like any of Shakespeare's romances. I like his tragedy. I hate Shakespeare romances. I love his I love his tragedies. I like wait, 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 what's Macbeth. the difference? So they all both die at the end in every yeah. fucking one. Yeah, it's yeah, a romantic yeah. tragedy. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, I, but like I, I don't I don't need the I don't need the split. Don't give me that slow burn death. You know what I mean? Just make- I, think, I think Macbeth is the best romantic tragedy. <laughs> uh, yes, the romance between, between, between Mr. Lady- and Lady Macbeth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because they, they actually use their love in a good way, I would say. For the most narratively, part. yeah, it's at least interesting. Well, in, but- their, in their good way, not everyone else is. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's that's but, everyone's baseline for for this yes. story. So everyone knows Not, none of us. You're real. I don't really like West Side Story either. I like I like West Side Story more than Romeo and Juliet because I like the music. Yes, I, I yes. really don't fucking like Romeo and Juliet personally. It's never, never done it for me. Um, so bad. But and how do you I, feel about this interpretation of it? It's very pretty. It's very pretty. It's it, yeah. He, it's every also kind shot, of stupid. Still. Every shot in the movie is so good. I mean, like the shot of both the jets and the sharks with the shadows during the last fight scene. Yeah, 
the production design is ridiculous throughout. Can't, again, Spielberg is just showing the fuck off. The long shot into the take in the gym is ridiculous. I I would probably argue this is the best looking film still out of out of the ones we've seen so far, both this week and the previous well, the, Oscar week. Well, the colorful the colorfulness of the whole thing definitely helps. Every has other, a strong use of color. Yeah, yeah. Every other one is not. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it's not like gray, but it's more muted. I it's would also dusty, argue dude, there's dusty moments. Like I, I oh, feel yeah. like that's the whole, it was like a, a whole motif by itself, you know, just mm-hmm. the dust. Um, I would argue part of the dog is pretty as well, but yeah, no, definitely. My side story is probably the, yeah, no, I would, I would agree. I would, I would agree. I also think West Side Story has like the most technical mastery of the camera. I know there was yeah, that shot going yeah. around Twitter for the, yeah. the prom stance. Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's true. It's I true. think, I think, I do think West Side Story is like the most visually and technically highly qualified in that way right um however you can dress up like what's that phrase you dress up a pig it's still a pig right yes, lipstick on sure. a pig and it's still a pig. that's kind of the situation here this is a, this is a gorgeous movie yeah like, a gorgeous it's, pig it's, it's the most beautiful gorgeous thing i've ever pig. seen it's still, it's, a pig. it's still so stupid i i like the crux the emotional crux of this and romeo and juliet hinges on the romance right um, and the romance is already hit really hard here by having Ansel Egort in our, our Romeo role. It's um, so funny that the advertising for this movie hid him as the hid your main character. Yeah, because nobody wanted allegations. To yeah. yeah. Yeah, no one wants that in their movie. I don't want it. <laughs> okay, this is another hot take. This is not even related to West Side Story, but I like Baby Driver except for Ansel. And this is before the allegations. I didn't. I never really appreciate him as an actor that much. Um, I thought he was fine in that, but then like the allegations, and then the, he's not. He's, he's like he, the weakest actor in this one. He's definitely he the, is weakest. the weakest actor in, in, this one. in Baby Driver, though. I do want to say I think it works because he's not really acting. He's kind of just got to stand That's there and the dance around. It to works music. for him. It, it worked in that way. But I yeah. always say like. You know, that character is intricate and I do like the character. And mm. in my opinion, I don't think he was acting much in it. But that's, yeah, that's very true. And it worked. And it worked because the director knew how to, you know, kind of allocate it and make sure that it looked good. But that's mm. the thing. I never still really appreciate Ansel as an actor. Yeah. I think he's probably a weaker leading man that was so popular after the Fall in Our Stars. So, yeah, I think uh, he's extremely weak in this one. There's one scene where he, he gets told that Maria is dead. And he has like the most the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest freak out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a slow, sad, like moment where he slowly <laughs> oh turns God. away. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I, hate, I hate love stories that happen in one day. No, I'm kidding. This is, it, I don't think it happened in a day, but like. It, it felt, I'm pretty sure it was a day. It's like a week. It was still a best. day. This, yeah. It, it was at least a few days. Yeah. Because they, they, they have the prom and then they say we're going to fight like in a couple of days. And then that's the fight what I was happens. like. It just, I hate that plot. Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't think I think especially in this generation, it's not a thing anymore. Not yeah, that much yeah. of a thing. Unless you're yeah. doing Love Is Blind, that yeah. is the only thing left. West Side uh, Story, in and of itself, is a bit archaic. Like as a story, and then it it's, on top of that, it's adapted from an even more somewhat archaic story. It, it, it literally it, it doesn't hit very well. I, I also think I'm going to say this might be a hot take. I don't think the actress of Maria is very good either. I didn't Whoa. quite. I didn't like her in the role as Maria. I didn't like either of our two leads in this movie. Actually, Interesting. I would say that the best actor and best actress is a uh, Feist and uh, the boys. Feist yeah. is the uh, what's his name? Uh Riff. Riff. Yeah. Who's he, the other? Riff and the boys really, is Anita. Yeah. Riff yeah. was really good. I, I think I, honestly, West Side Story has always been 
more like the the acting has always been more centered for you know Anita Enrif to be honest even mm -hmm. in the play and I think people were more excited I remember like you know my friends did West Side Story and more people were interested in Riff and Anita than because Riff has so is so much more animated he's doing more shit and it's so he's having fun on you never want to be the romantic leads of no. a movie or a play to be honest. you don't do much I mean, you like, know, yeah, sure, you do. I mean, no, Faust is in the cool scene too, so you get to do that too. So no, there's some, there's some, there's some plays and movies that you want to be obviously in the lead, but like a, a lot of the times, it's more interesting on the sides. I'm pretty like sure that. this holds true for Romeo and Juliet as well. Like, you always yeah, want to be Marcusio and or uh, yes. the, the other man whose name I can't remember, but you always want to be playing those more meaty roles rather there's than two guys in Romeo and Juliet that I think people will like a lot: Mercutio yeah. and, and the guy who kills him or something. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't remember I his name right names. now. But there was not many girls in that one. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, back to West Side Story, I think, you know, what I will say is that it's so gorgeous. But at the same time, I think the, the movie is best when focused on character. And the thing is, he did a pretty good job at making, giving like backstories that we don't actually see much in typical versions of it. Um, he actually did, did a good job of building the characters. But then at the same time, because he built out these characters into more like wealth, like fully fleshed out characters, the love story doesn't convince me. And yeah. because Maria is stronger, way stronger in this. And to me, I don't think it would have been this strong with him, like with the two, the, the, with the love story, you know? Plus yeah. her chemistry is not that good. So no, it's not. Their no, chemistry is fucking yeah. terrible. I'd but, actually say I don't think they have any art, romantic I think chemistry. The allegations happened while they were filming. Yeah. So oh, I think that really no, it did. <laughs> I think it, it may have even happened right before they started filming, and everyone was like, "Why didn't they recast him?" But it was already like happening, you know. Yeah. So that's the problem. And I think Rachel, one, she's young, so the allegations kind of hit home, right? So I just think that it was just a, a, an awkward film for her to do. Um, especially for a first, it's it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of awkward stuff going on. Yeah. And I, I think, was, oh, sorry, Tyler. I was gonna say, yeah, the chemistry between them was weird, and it kind of, it it it's weird. So the whole movie basically hinges on them that you believe they'll get together, and half the time they're on screen together, it's like, uh, yeah. you're doing all this. He he just killed your brother, and you're like, mm -hmm. you're cool if it's still that part's not gonna. Yeah. That's that's the real problem. The moment the romance and falls apart, nothing was, else is believable. No it, one else's reaction yeah. has any more weight. Isn't the backstory that he killed a Puerto Rican guy? Like he almost yeah. killed an Egyptian. Almost. I think he, it was an Egyptian guy. Oh, Egyptian. He almost yeah. like he kept pounding him, and then like someone pulled him off, and then he realized he was about to kill him if he didn't stop him. And he went yeah, to jail, just, right? For or, yeah, he, he went to jail. So like I don't know. It just doesn't make for Red me. Flag. Like, Maria's character <laughs> got like an upgrade and then it just made the story even wor like worse. Yeah. Like it made the story even more flawed. Like it, I feel like it was more believable when there's, there's these two teenagers who don't really have much going on. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like they're a bit boring. They kind of gravitate to each other. That's what I'm saying. Like these love stories only happen when there's two people who just don't really have anything going on, but, but like, a, you know, a desperate plea for love, you know? Um, so I don't know. Marie had so much going for her <laughs> that like it made, it made no sense. I think I'm going to continue shitting on this movie in a minute, but I do want to, you know, let's talk about the two po the positive things. Um, obviously, we talked about it visually and the music is really good. I do want to say the composition of certain uh, certain, I guess, musical pieces works really, really well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to live in America. I think it's fucking it's really well, yes. well done here. Absolutely yeah. excellent. I love that one. And then I really love the um, I can never remember the it's the one where they're in the police station. Uh, uh Mr. Officer Crypty Crypty. Officer Crypty, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Krupke? Krupke. Krupke. 
Pub- yeah, off screen. Yeah, it's that's 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 the best. I think that's the best one in the. For they me, I think that's the best musical the character, number. right? They asked. They also added um, the one other Valencia. Uh, the... I think so. Because Rita Moreno won for Anita back in the day, and so they added her in as another character as which... the uh, shop owner. Yeah, which it also, in my opinion, she did great, but I think also kind of made the plot even weaker because Tony doesn't like he doesn't go soft for the first per- like the first person that he kind of shows you know change is with her and not Maria. So I don't know. I, I like there's some things I feel he added to make it richer, but then because the story shit, then it kind of made the story kind of it like falls in on it's it's, it falls it's in thematically this movie doesn't function it doesn't, um, so, it doesn't. like it, it's trying to use the romeo and julio logic of like god these two families are keeping romeo these... and julio romeo and julio yeah <laughs> that's, that's the next one. one that's the next one that's the next one romeo um, and julio <laughs> It tries to use it tries to use that logic of like God these this, these two rival families are like holding these this loving couple apart, um, but then this story it, it focuses about race right it's like you have these these white kids yeah. and you have the Puerto Ricans and the thing is that the story wants to present them as like equally like at fault for everything that's going on but and the movie does not show really that worse, it's, especially one of them that is one the scene. <laughs> One of these groups is the bad guys, and the other one clearly isn't. Is and the like, good the, guys, yeah. and it makes it worse. It makes it. Worse. It makes it makes the already unlikable Tony even fucking even more unlike, deplorable. Yeah. All of his friends are rapist monsters. The that's entirety of like the that's jets bad. are terrible. I mean, like you it, can't it, feel any of, sympathy they, they for any of them. Fit more to this thematic, like this climate, I guess. But the story, the the changes to the script. I mean, the changes to the story usually should work, but because the story is bad, it just, yeah, it falls in on itself and it just makes it like kind of convoluted. And like, how how could you root for Tony in any sense? How could you ever root for the Jets? Like the Jets are clearly the, Jets the villains. The Jets can't be here. rooted on. Like in the movie, at least in the musical, it's like fantastical where you kind of can root for either side. Like they're both- yeah. A bit more disconnected, insane. but once you yeah. put it in a modern not it's not modern, but once you like just but put it exactly. under a modern lens, yeah, you have, you have to make those changes, but then at the same time, it just makes the story even worse. So it's it, Steven Spielberg did the best he could, I know for a fact, for this yeah. movie. I mean, like, even the movie kind of gives a justification for why each group is bad. Like, they for the the Puerto Ricans are like, well, you know, this 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 literally systematic issues that are holding us down, we can't get jobs. Whenever they have the I want to live in America song, um. Bernardo is right. Everything he's saying is 100% accurate about why living in America is like not good for them. And then like Anita disagrees (laughs) with him. And then after when Bernardo dies and Anita actually kind of comes around to Bernardo's way of believing and about going back to the island and everything, it kind of just reads like, yeah, no, Bernardo was right the whole time. And the, the, movie time. the movie doesn't want it to read that way, but it, but it really does. does. Yeah, it's People die, dude. <laughs> it's terrible. Everything Bernardo said came true. And like when they came to giving like an excuse for the Jets, they have the officer song, which great song, great musical piece, but it's also kind of just like, I guess we're little shitters. <laughs> this, is, oh, well, this is us. This is none of it works. This, this entire movie collapses under its own weight. But it, it looks really nice while it does it. So I I mean I don't know three this, stars. Th- yeah, this is so the thing where I would say it is like this movie would deserve best picture and best director, but nothing else. <laughs> it, it, it should only get the or, most or best actress. Depending, sure. she yeah. I mean, we are doing best actresses <clears throat> if you can't tell. Uh, she is the front runner. So. She I don't is. like she, Maria. No, no, well, it's no, not Anita. Her. 
Anita. Oh, it's Anita. Oh, she's great. Never mind. Give it to her. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's a front runner. She's, she's in the lead for best supporting. So yeah, she's gonna win. Yeah, that's good. That I like that. She was she's really good in this. She's probably my favorite character in it. Although she it's is. also quite funny because like you're supposed when she lies about Maria being dead, it's supposed to be this morally ambiguous, horrible, like kind of fucked up thing that she <laughs> did. Why would she say that? She just nearly got raped. Lie. Yeah, well, <laughs> lie, Anita. Lie to them all you want. That's, yeah, that, that scene doesn't Her, work Tony, out. He's a horrible person. That scene doesn't work out. It's like, oh my God, you lied. It's like, did you not watch the last two minutes? And there's there's even that's more the problem with this movie. <laughs> there's even more where like Valentina's like God, you know, some Puerto Ricans even see me as a traitor. Like, You're housing these rapists. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican and I see you as a traitor. Wait, <laughs> that, that is so true, actually. <laughs> none of it, none of it works. It absolutely collapses on itself. Oh, and it's kind man. of frustrating. Like, I, I like this the music changed, a lot. This but... changed my idea of the film a lot. <laughs> I think I was definitely gravitated towards the, the beautiful, like the gorgeousness of it. And, Gorgeous. and it's the, probably the best adaption of adaptation of West Side Story. And that's saying a lot because West Side Story is not good. <laughs> so I think I ranked it higher in my head. But like this is a story that's so flawed, and Steven Spielberg's improvements actually made it worse. And it's not his fault. So he's, he's just trying like, to. No, it's he, not. He. It's I, not his fault at all. It's not anyone's fault, but the the original, original story. Writing. Yeah. <clears throat> he's he's carrying this thing on his back, but he, like it's he too is. heavy. It's too it's much. Like, you can't solve this. It's falling fun apart. Fact, also, fun fact, I. I auditioned for Ready, Ready Player One and I was like, I was like a, a teenager and I was like, I want to be in the Steven Spielberg movie. And I still hold, you know, I definitely want to still now because of this movie. Like I was like, yeah, he's, he's good at what he does. Good thing he's, he's not doing he's... a musical ever again. Yeah. Oh, that's... did he say that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the man's like 70 something. Oh, so like, true, I don't think, I don't true. think anyone expected him to do another musical. I, I didn't truly... think he would do West Side Story. I didn't even think he would, I don't know. I even, I was so curious why he wanted to do it. I truly believe that the man is kind of just hitting bucket list movies at this point. Like, True. I think that I think honestly, after Schindler's List, he's kind of just like, I, these are just things I want to do. I kind of want to just adapt some of these stories or like, yeah, just do like these movies and fuck it. Like, Ready Player One is not like a great film, it's not. but it's visually really fucking fun. I, I have a lot of fun is. with that movie. I think he's showing off his like technical prowess or like his visionary like world building stuff. Yeah. In, in these movies but it's not it's not always the best scripts because like whatever like he's, is, he's already done good scripts like it's, it's, it's catch me if you can adaptation tyler do you know uh, i think it's based on a book okay because I'm, I'm starting to wonder if has he done oh, anything that's not been adapted? it is as well yes i'm wondering yeah, if he's is. done anything other like recently after schindler's list that's not a straight-up adaptation a lot and of it imdb is loading slowly a lot of it is uh adaptations of like sci-fi stuff or catch me if you can is the memoir or whatever you want to call that book and then the rest yeah. are historical uh or historical so it's adapted from something yeah so it, it seems like he's just not been doing original stories which is fine you know this man yeah. has proved himself like yeah, i don't i have any other you know he, yeah. he could just never do a movie again and everyone's still he's still, still be fucking yeah and I still think there are a couple movies of his that are a little bit on, a little bit like slept on. I think Adventures of Tintin is a great adaptation he did. I love Adventures of Tintin. No one fucking well, I talks haven't about seen that. that. I good. love it. I think it's great. I think BFG is bad, but I also BFG don't think so you can, bad. I don't think <laughs> you can adapt a children's book to great effect these days. You know what? So, You're right. He is hitting bucket lists. Like those are all random ass films that fucking, you like. Expect. Look at this. He did Lincoln. Then he did Bridge of Spies. Then he did BFG. This man's just doing shit he wants to do. Ew, that is so him, funny. Yeah, let yeah, him right. do it. Fuck it, he's great at it. Then he goes um, back to the post, and then the, <laughs> and then Ready Player One, and then yeah, like just whatever, whatever he wants. He's already he, he, like, he has a name. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 that's stupid. I, I thought he didn't do the the last one, but no, he right. did it. Yeah, he had, and is he doing the new one? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know who's doing the new Indiana Jones. Him. Is it him? Oh, it's him? Pretty sure. Is it? Uh, I don't think so. Spielberg will not direct the fifth film. Ah, no, okay. Who is? I don't. I I cannot fucking find that right now. This it should have wrapped up filming. Who the hell's filming? Who's who's doing? Who's behind the camera? It did, it did wrap up filming. Wait, what? Oh, it's James Mangold. Oh right, I didn't. That's that. fucking exciting. That's the guy who did Logan. That's yep. I'm excited for that. Now. Interesting. But um, yeah, West Side Story <laughs> is broken, yeah. but it's pretty. Hey, it's if you okay. want to look at something nice and hear some good music, watch it. But just know that the entire crux of the movie doesn't really work. It, it, you, know it the, tries... you know what West Side Story is? It's the uh, Bo Burnham song, Problematic. <laughs> it it kind of. It, it goes in for a, a final hit that almost works towards the very end. Because like the theme of the movie kind of, I don't remember if this is in the original film or not. But um, at the very end of the movie, she like Maria grabs the gun. It's the only scene that I think Rachel Zoellinger is really good in. And it's I think it's also fair to say it's a scene that Ensel's not in. Um, <laughs> and she, she grabs the gun and she's pointing and she's like, I can kill now because you've made me hate. Right. And it, it, it implies like the cyclical violence of like, it's OK, just, she was yeah. this. Yeah, she was she was this innocent person who now the, the, all the horrible things around her have made her this person who's willing to kill. And now the cycle can continue just as easily as it began. Um, however, that still doesn't really work when one side is the clear villain. It's a it clear, like I wouldn't even be mad if she killed him. Like, yeah, if, like, if she shot any of the white guys, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, Chino, yeah, I don't I don't think I'm in the theater. Let's go. <laughs> when Chino and Chino shot fucking Ensel Igor, I was like, yeah. Shoot him. Yeah, so it's 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 messy. It's messy. I also want to say, so that is part of the original. I think she also doesn't do like she kind of in the musical. I think she kind of stops the violence a little bit because okay. of that and what she does, um, which is kind of unbelievable too in the in the story. But um, <laughs> another thing I would say that I liked is that they didn't put subtitles for some of the the spanish that was said you know you didn't I'm, like that or you didn't i like that yeah i like it too i, I i'm torn i kind of wish that because what the one thing i like that they didn't put subtitles yes. and then but the problem is is that instead uh whenever you have the site well no I, I i'm of two minds about it right because one when instead on the subtitles it just says um like speaking in spanish uh and usually closed captioning everyone uses it these days but it's meant for people who um usually people with disabilities with hearing who can't actually hear films very well and they can't hear them speaking spanish so that effect is kind of lost on them including like half of the dialogue so it's one of those things it's like well well, the dialogue when they're speaking spanish it doesn't sit like somebody like you get what they're saying because somebody else is having this other half of the conversation with them in english not always. Sometimes they speak fully Spanish to each other and they'll cut away. Like when uh, Bernardo and Anita are talking in yeah, but the house. It, yeah, but isn't Maria in that scene too? And then you get the context of it without the... I mean, the movie does a good enough job that even if you don't understand Spanish, you can get it. I just think it's one of those things that's like, it feels a little bit weird for closed captioning not to have that when the purpose of closed captioning is was originally like designed for people who are like either hard of hear or have disabilities in that way to be able to so read you're the saying dialogue. That, so you're saying that when you put subtitles on the English is there, but then when the Spanish, then it just up, says, it just says, yeah, it just says like speaks in Spanish, argues in Spanish. Okay, so I don't like that. In Spanish. Yeah. But I like, I, I like the fact that it's not in the face. Watch, mm. Yeah. If you don't watch the subtitles and that's, I, okay. You're totally around right that. That is kind of weird. Yeah. that they don't even do it in the it just feels cap. a little lazy in that way it's like you couldn't just you can just but, subtitle this for people watching who but, can't hear yeah it. yeah no i agree but then in the first 
but the the point I was making was just like you know you know they didn't put subtitles for the the American you know listener. Yeah, no, I agree with that as well, and that's great Definitely. because you know they're in their own world. We're not we don't need <laughs> to know every like that, and also just like we're not doing that for the Americans or not Americans the the Jets. So it's like yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's it's a good addition, but yeah. Closed captioning, that's weird. They should it's have- very strange. That's just I the first thing it. that comes up to my mind about it because I watch everything with closed captioning because I, just in case I can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> just I, in I case. Too, but I, I, yeah. I, I didn't watch it in subtitles for this one, so I didn't yeah. know. Um, is there anything else to really say about West Side Story, though? I feel like I wish it's, a, it's an oddly theater. simple movie. I huh? wish I saw it in a better theater. You, where did you watch it? Uh, I, I also wanted to watch it in theaters. What, Westwood, I, where, where did you watch it? What, what theater in Westwood, Tyler? The one that's still made from the eighties. I don't think at all. You don't. I don't think I've ever there. been there. No, I want. I kind of want to go there now. Hey, that sounds so cool. Yeah, I mean, that like, it, great. Yeah, it would be cool if you're like go, doing a throwback night with like an eighties movie or something. Well, but, like, I mean, the they seats did... are all flat. Like the seats are all flat. It's not a. It's not incline. a. It's not an incline. No. It's a really Whoa. low budget theater. It looks. That like, sounds great. And nothing changed. But the problem is, like, uh, I walked. I walked in, and like, you know how, like. There's uh, previews and shit. So you walk like yeah. five. But we got there pretty early. We were <clears> five minutes late for the showing, whatever. We walk in, the movie's five minutes in, and we're like, why? The movie is like more than five minutes in. It's like, what the hell? It's like, And then I went back to the usher and be like, is this the 430 showing? It's like, yeah. It's like, this movie like just started. There's no previews. It's like, oh, yeah, our bad. And then I'm like, what the fuck? We got there. Five, five, five other people walk in and they're like, wait, is this the right movie? It's like, yeah, they started it early. It's like, what the fuck is that? What do you mean you started it early? And two, like, it's not that good of a theater, so the projection is just oh, a projection. No. Like, if I watched it in AMC, it would have been way better, but, like, I'm watching, like, oh, this definitely looks better anywhere else. That, that sounds uh, like a lot of fun, though. I'm kind of I'm kind that of. That sounds fun for, like, movies you've already seen and want to see it in, yeah. like, a yeah. deal. But for a first time, yeah, no, that's not the best place to I, watch. I do now want to go there at some point. I, that yeah, just sounds cool. like a, a ridiculous, weird good time. Um... On that note, though, are we ready to, I guess, uh, pivot on to the next one? Yep. Or is there yep. any, any final thoughts on this? It's, it deserves Best Supporting Actress, and that's kind of it. Yeah. It Just deserves good. the nominations. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if... Did I put it to win anything else? Let's see. Um, it's uh, production design? Production design is a hard call because oh, a lot of good one. I put it for sound, but I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's, got, it's got decent sound design i think another one movie has better sound design that's what i'm saying I, which one we'll talk about it later okay yeah. so probably i probably know which one you're talking about i just wanted yeah. to be sure uh, there's All a right. few i think there's two i think i will put above it actually but yeah uh, yeah fair enough maybe one maybe one as for now i think we're set here right yeah i think you're good so on to the next one actually you know before we we actually properly start um Quick question that, that spurred on by what Tyler said. What is the worst theater experience you've ever had? Uh, oh, I have I have one. So um I went to New York City to watch The Lion King, the live action or whatever, live action. Yeah. Um and it played a whole different film for like 10 minutes. What movie? And then, I don't even I think it was one of the, another animated movie. I think it was like minions or something i don't know what it was I, I forget what it was but what what's worse was that wasn't the worst part so then everyone's like that this is like people started walking out 
then they came back in like this is the wrong movie and like this is like we are in the right place so they replay it and then we started watching the lion king there's no sound so like at first i was like oh it's just quiet whoever's running the projector fucking hated this it was it was bad yeah so like there was no sound and, and it was just like grass like it was just like you know the the scenery before like the song the, the song was starting but we wouldn't know well, watching so we an watching it, yeah so then we saw a lion or like we saw, <laughs> we saw like we saw animals like kind of singing we're like what wait a second and then like it you know how in la land the the, the movie splatters or whatever like like in the yeah. in the date right it kind of had it was kind of like that where they stopped it but it was stopped kind of weird it was like it was like a glitchy stop and then everyone like cheered when they finally put the sound back on so we had to watch it three times basically like like three like two different movies at this point you know a nature documentary and you know another animated film so funny yeah uh as for mine i don't know probably something in like when i was when we had like the highway theater on Route four you had a highway theater on Route four the name of the theater was highway theater oh that one yes i like that theater yeah (laughs) <laughs> i mean i just like slumming it so <laughs> it i like mean like, I, middle, like didn't it? yeah i did but like <laughs> I, I like i was a kid like i don't remember like yeah i've been in movie theaters where the fire alarm went off and i had to walk yeah. out so i so i guess those but i mean like otherwise besides the west side story when i don't have a oh this like these kids are being assholes or oh this shit happened in it so yeah. i've had so i, had, I oh, wait i had a i saw a movie once where the guy behind me had a heart had a heart attack Wow, that's definitely quite bad. I did not have anything like that. I watched we'll... Cats, and there was only one guy in the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> so told that, that story. One? Oh, oh, was, oh, wait, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, but we'll, yeah. we'll uh, move on from that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, yeah, we were watching... Oh, yeah, I was watching uh, mid-90s, not eighth grade, and then, like, me and my sister, and, and then for some reason, like, we heard, like, shaking behind us, and we're like, Holy oh, what shit. the hell? Oh, what the hell is that? And then people, like, started, like, yo, 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 and, like, oh, shit, this guy's on the ground. That's okay. That's a that's a really that's rough one. I, I was gonna say I didn't have any, and then I start started thinking back, and I, I remembered I used to go to this theater back in uh, in North Bergen, and it's underground, quite literally. It's like under a mall. You have to like what? go. It's built. Yeah, you can't access the rest of the mall from it. It's just completely locked underground. The entire area, so cool. and um, a lot of like it was great. Well, it was yes, and it, it was great because sometimes you could just walk in and go into the movies, and people wouldn't ticket you, and you could just like go into as many movies as you wanted. And what? it was the only place. It was the only place with AC in the entire town. What? Uh, this but, is the coolest place ever. It was great, and it had like a little arcade in there that was that just like insane. absolutely terrible. I people there. It, I had a there was a couple of funny things in there, just like people picking fights in the middle of movies, or like people being drunk in the middle of movies. <laughs> but the one that I remembered is when I was a child, I tried to watch the 2008 animated film Delgo, which no one here has heard of. No, never heard of it. Apparently my girlfriend has heard of it. Maybe. Um, we Wait, we okay. tried to... <laughs> Tyler, I'll let Tyler look it up. He watched it I didn't get to watch it as part of the part Absolutely of the not. <laughs> no, so Delgo, an adventurous, an adventurous but naive teenager must rally a group of friends to protect their world from conflict between the Lochney and Norney people. I don't actually know what that means because as the movie starts... Right when the movie gets past the credits, um, it, it it like does the thing where like you can see the, the the strips of film and it just stops. The movie just stops, and then we go on and we're like, "Hey, this movie stopped," and they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna play it again." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this, this, we tore it. Has an eleven percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. I know so it looks like this movie's terrible. 
they decided that they were just not going to. I mean, it was apparently like just me and like one other person who were going to see oh that movie. Oh my god! And they were just like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to play that movie again. Here's your money back. Goodbye." Um, Jesus, that's definitely that's probably my worst theater experience. Anyway, on to this week's movie, Alex. Yes. Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about is actually a movie for best actor uh, at fuck best actress um is a spencer and it's a psychological drama directed by pablo lorraine and written by stephen knight it's about princess diana in like only a few days at a christmas um like getaway um because she wants to divorce prince charles and leave the british royal family it's a very intimate story because it's not one that the public knows that much about um I mean, they, they knew of stuff that's happening around it, but we get an inside look of the family and an inside look of her turmoil as she navigates this Christmas. I do want to, I do like how the first thing in this movie says a fable based on a tragedy. Nobody actually knows what happened during this weekend. So that's why. No one. No one. So, so this is like, when you. This heard, is like a, it's not, it's, a, it's not even a real story. Like, it's not a no, biopic. No, it's yeah. not. When, when people thought I heard about this movie, I, I thought it was a biopic. And then I started here and it's like, oh, it's more psychological. It's like, oh, okay. And then you watch it. It's like, this is The Shining. Yeah. yeah. So and I, that's, that's what, okay. That point, what you just said, like I walked in thinking it was a biopic and ended up with a whole different story. And I kind of liked it. Like it made me like it more because of that. That I did. It wasn't a biopic. And it oh wasn't, yeah, totally. It was just so cool. It was very like isolated and very consolidated into this story that it might not even be true. It just it's just what someone um, is is thinking. That's what's happening, right? And like it's a very based on like historical like facts and like just like sort of um, an assumption almost. Yeah. So I I I have hot takes about this movie probably, and because of that. I want you guys to talk about everything because you guys both like the film. I know Tyler gave it a 4.5 on Letterboxd. I know he liked it. I I assume you liked it as well, Alex. I did. I have I have thoughts. So I'm going to let you guys say all the positive stuff and then I'm going to drop my hot takes at the end because I feel like that's the best way to structure this. So please, both of you take over for now. Sure. Stuart's great. Stuart is great. And I think I'll, I'll be honest, I don't watch many Christian Stewart stuff. So the most recent was probably Twilight or like one of the most recent, right? So her, I, I, I was going into that. I was like, there's no way I can actually see her as Princess Diana. It's just going to be Bella. Um, and in the beginning, I was like, this is still Bella. But then like, it kind of just transformed. And by the middle, I just, I really didn't think of her as anything else, but just this character, whether it is even Princess Diana, it's just, it's, a version of Princess Diana that we're, no one has ever seen, um, but it's also similar to Diana. I just think it's very nuanced. I think that she had really, really good moments that is hard to do with no words almost. And she has a very limited kind of range in this movie because this movie is her unraveling, right? It's not yeah. really a full take on Prince, Princess Diana. So I think many fans of, fans of Princess Diana who love her and adore her probably wanted to see more maybe or wanted to see more other things that she does and but this is a christmas dinner that is behind closed doors no paparazzi we don't know how she is and yet i felt like i still saw a prince diana um and i saw a really honest take of this moment so the first shot of her when she's out of the car when you just when, the first time she's on screen i didn't see Kristen stewart i saw prince diana nice Nice. Wow. And, yeah. My mom so, did, my mom also loves her, like the, the princess. Uh, and 
because she you know she grew up kind of with the story all the time right and she was she loved it she don't even know who Kristen Stewart is so for me that's a very good indication because one she doesn't care about Kristen Stewart and like has no preconceived notions and she felt that this was a really good portrayal even her I think the I think the director or somebody was talking to like the workers who worked with Diane and everyone said like yeah this is the most accurate portrayal of it was her, uh, her bodyguard who said that oh okay yeah, they said like yeah that, and that makes the most sense. Everything. Yeah, that makes the most sense because the bodyguard one is like the, probably the most intimate person with her because they're with her all the time, right? Um, so they see what she goes through without the paparazzi, without the the media. So I I trust that honestly. Even other family members or even like whatever, like it's different. I think bodyguards or anyone who's like with her a lot is gonna have more access to what she is than anyone else. Mm. But no, Stuart definitely nails her mannerisms. Chris, Chris, I'll 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 save my save my hatred. I'll save it for the end, Tyler. Now, don't bring me into it yet. This is this is you guys' time. I'm coming in later. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my thing. Uh, yeah. The first shot, it was definitely like I'm like, oh yeah, this is straight up Diana because her shoulders. Every time she moved, was just all her shoulders every time. Yes. Yes. But yeah, besides that, the movie is her version of The Shining. The atmosphere is so overbearing the music is incredible it's yeah i love johnny greenwood score it felt like a it felt like a horror movie with the movie is actual horror yeah the movie is basically a home like gory horror like i know there's there's no like it's actually there's a a little bit of gore technically oh the one scene where she clips herself and it's a but it's 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 more about the, the psychological filler aspect that i really appreciate about most horror movies anyway so you just feel like i the scene at the very beginning when she imagines herself like cut, not cutting, uh, taking the pills off and eating them, but yeah. everyone continues to watch her. It just creates that really uneasy tension of like, oh yeah, she like yeah. The, the one of the negatives in the movie could be that there's too many metaphors, but like yeah, the one metaphor is like, oh, she's always being watched. It's like yeah, but yeah, you can okay, whatever. The metaphor is there, but the scene of everyone just continually watching her and like she can't do anything because she has to be correct in A the certain of the way. Family. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done. It's very interesting. And it's like, it's, there is a lot of like metaphors and themes and maybe it's one, one more, you know, like, you know, a little too much, but at the same time, I don't know. I just appreciate thinking throughout the entire film. And also just like when I left it, I felt it was actually such a satisfying ending, not satisfying, but like I did not need to see anything else for some reason. Yeah. When I left I like you would think you would think after it's only like a few days time span right you would think like what's you know that's and it's not really a climatic like and there's not like a big climax well a little bit but like it just it felt very contained and yet I left it where I was like I feel good about what I just saw like I felt like a complete story the movie is not it's not plot heavy at all it's just straight up a character study of Diana yes yeah 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 so like just seeing her have this obviously we know her her actual ending but the happy ending for her in this is just like she escapes she escapes for the day she escapes for the day she simply gets fast food because she's said in the movie like yeah yeah fast food yeah (laughs) Yeah, she's she straight up said like oh i'm not i would much more more comfortable fast food i'm more comfortable just talking to regular people and she does that with sons and it's just the first scene where she's asking for directions like I, I thought that was, was so, so creepy. It was so creepy because that's literally how it would be for her, for any big celebrities. Right. Um, 
like I would imagine that would be for Britney Spears as well. Like just that kind of like attention, right? And then like one of my favorite nobody moments, answers is eating creepy. It's like, oh, can you tell me where I am? And nobody answers. Like, oh, you just watch like, me as a yeah in a cage. Yeah. She's literally an animal in a cage in a zoo, and she has no idea how she got there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just so crazy. And I also one of my I think my peaks are how when she's with her children. Um, the the scene with the, the game, the game, yeah, the play was so good. Um, apparently that scene's improvised. Yes, yes, it was, and it was mostly her, obviously, right? So yeah, it's, uh, her and the kids, and <clears throat> the kids were great, and and I don't know, I just like the three of them when that ha- when that scene happened, that is the core for me to like root for her and her children, like that that scene solidified so much of like the movie for me. It was like how can I see even knowing the ending of her how can I see this and and have hope for these people um yeah I don't know I I liked it a lot I think it was a different movie than what you would think I think it deserved um, more than one fucking nomination I agree especially with some of the nominations that's on the board right now but yeah yes I agree I think the criticism is just it's I think it's a little overdone but there is criticisms. I can tell. I can totally see where. What is it? See. I think people think that it's just. People think it's an Oscar bait. People think it's an Oscar bait movie. I don't I mean, think all, it's, that's all Oscar. All Oscar movies kind of are, and that's not a bad. That's the thing. thing. I think that's, yeah. a weak, that's, that's a weak. That's a weak criticism to throw to it. Like, you can make the argument "Power of the Dog" is an Oscar bait movie, but that's, it that's is. stupid. I think so. that's, a, that's a stupid argument Here's to make because it's not a bad thing. Here's the thing: when when I think of Oscar bait. Like this year, the Oscar bait movie is what? Wait, what the hell? Oh, Belfast. I fucking Belfast. Think, Belfast is fucking. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I I found that movie boring. But I like, mean, I don't think Macbeth is probably an Oscar bait movie. But yeah, maybe kind of. That that one is that one's more online because you're doing Shakespeare and everyone's like, oh, okay. If you're gonna do Shakespeare, you gotta act your ass off. Yeah. But yeah. like for something like this, for I think like, Oscar bait's just a buzzword. Honestly, it, it is a, it, it is a buzzword, but, ha- but it has but like there's two, versions, there's two versions of Oscar bait, right? For me, Oscar bait, the one that we're talking about with Spencer and Power of the Dog. I don't think Oscar that's Oscar bait. bait. The Oscar bait in a different sense, where it's like the Oscar bait because they're Oscar worthy. <laughs> no, see, yeah. I think it would be Oscar bait if this was a regular biopic. It's like, oh, we're doing a biopic. Oscar bait is typically like, oh, we're doing a biopic, a good biopic, on a, yeah, on a famous person in a period piece. Like that's a biopic. The thing with Spencer is that. It's a ho- it's a psychological thriller leaning way deep into the horror aspect, which yeah. and and the Academy hates horror movies. I would definitely say it's not Oscar bait. That's not this is that's not, not coming this. up in my argument yeah, at all. Th- Spencer is not Oscar bait. Same thing with Power of the Dog. There's and, too and, much going and with that. The one. other criticism is that Kristen Stewart isn't the Diana that everyone knows, which is the point. It's the yeah. point. The, the and Diana I also think knows. that that's untrue because people that I know that don't know Kristen Stewart thought that it was a good Diana. So I just think that people came in with Kristen Stewart already like prejudice against her. The Diana people know is the scene at the end in the scene with the game. Yes. That and is that was, the one they know and that, was, and that is exactly that her. Really, I, yeah, that was really her. Yeah, that yeah. felt really good. So I don't know. I, I think it's a good, I, I, I don't know. I I would say Spencer was one of my favorite movies I saw in the theaters of last year. You saw it in theaters? I, I watched it in theaters. Oh, you lucky bastard. And it was, and it was so good because just like the way it just, I, I felt like I was in the world and I will argue probably one of the best directed too, because like, this is a hard film to master. This movie deserves 
how do you, how right do you execute how do you execute a film like this there's the dialogue is you know the dialogue is fine but it it's really he- like relied heavily on sort the of music the, the, the music atmosphere the, the the acting of like the unspoken stuff and just like I don't know. It's just that the film was good. <laughs> like yeah. it was great. This definitely deserved best director over fucking Kenneth Brenner. I really don't like Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's Belfast he... hatred comes back yet again. Well, we're not watching Belfast. Right? I'm no, not, we're not. We're not. No, 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 I, I, I saw two. The, I saw Don't Look Up and Belfast. I'm not throwing it to you guys. I know you saw Don't Look Up. I don't I like that either. I, I'm okay with that one. It's fine. But yeah. I, I'm not gonna watch well fast. All right, so Chris, I think we got out the good. So, okay, so, so I'll I'll start with my good to ease the transition. Um, I think the movie's gorgeously shot. I think it is yeah. very, very well shot. I also think it's fantastically directed. Yes. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And the score is great. I, the first thing I texted Tyler is this the is, why is this music the shining? Because I also did not expect what this film to be. I thought this was like <laughs> a traditional Princess Diana biopic. Even the earliest shots that like establish the the Christmas manor are very this is the shining hotel. Because it's yeah. just yeah. A, it's just a static in, uh shot. Nothing's yeah. moving. They're just shots showing the house getting ready. Yeah, a lot of great, like a lot on the technical side of all those things, I think it's all very excellent. Absolutely excellent. Um, one thing that I'm a little bit mixed on, and this is, I, I, I'm, so Kristen Stewart is this, she definitely nails the mannerisms pretty much perfectly, right? Uh, and this is something that Tyler was going to say, I don't actually like Princess Diana's mannerisms, <laughs> which no, is a very I mean, weird argument. Like, she's very in motion, like, she moves with her eyebrows. She does. Oh, Chris. Okay. And it looks to Kristen Stewart feeling like she's never standing still the entire time. Um, so it's just like, like yeah, her eyebrows not... are moving or like she's always like doing a little squat. It's not a problem. It's, it's not just, a fault on her. It's, it's not, not a fault on her. her. I'm, I'm For not you, it's a fault to her. Diana. It's a fault to the actual Princess Diana. Yeah, she should have oh. just moved less. Before um, you continue, that the, the other uh, criticism is that she people thought that Kristen Stewart did too much to try to be Diana instead of mm-hmm. acting. I don't, I don't really have a problem. Like, I don't understand always, what that means. That, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Because people, they're saying that she's focusing too much on the mannerisms. I was like, that, but that's how she is. I, yeah, whatever. I, I, I disagree. Have- I disagree with that. But I get people who always th- who try to decipher what's the difference between acting as a as a famous person versus just doing an imitation. Impersonation. Yeah. Yes. That's what the main argument is. That is personation. Is it impersonating or is it acting? That's what people are saying. But anyway, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with how on the nose it is to it. I just found it distracting. And then Tyler's like, check out some footage of her, and it is very accurate. So definitely points to Stewart. I'm not taking anything away from Stewart or even holding this against the film. What I do feel is a bit unfortunate to the film is, is when you do watch a lot of footage of Diana when she's in interviews or she's talking on the news um, even when something horrible is happening she's talking about horrible things no matter what period in her life she's talking about him there is a certain warmth to her yeah and that is not in Kristen Stewart's performance outside of two sequences the ones with her children and to me this ultimately made me struggle to sympathize with her she she was just sad girl she was characterized as sad girl for the entirety of the movie and after enough time, I don't care anymore for sad girl. Okay, uh, that and- is, sorry, that is the other criticism. <laughs> okay, so I couldn't think of it, but those are the ones. And you nailed the last one. That was the yeah. other. Oh, I, I'm not done. <laughs> this oh, is shit. my mid, this is my middle one. This is oh, my shit. mid-tier. I'm not that upset about this. Let me write, let me write it down because I got I have to talk about that. <laughs> so I, yeah, I feel like she's characterized purely as the sad there's no complexity here. She's just sad and victimized the entire movie. There's no depth to her or nuance to her outside of like two moments where you feel a bit of levity that are directly tied to her children. But that's not enough to really make her, to me, an endearing depiction of a character. And I'm going to call her a character and not a person 
for a reason I'm going to get onto later. Um, also, side note, I think Kristen Stewart's best acting is in the Tostitos SNL bit, and I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. Nothing will ever top that to me. Um, now, the real... And I'll save that one for a second. I also think this movie is very heavy handed in a lot of its themes and dialogue. I actually was one of the people who told, I told Tyler directly, this movie has too many fucking metaphors because throughout <laughs> the course of the film, Diana is described as a beautiful but dumb pheasant, a wild horse, a prisoner of war, Anne Boleyn, a broken down house, oh, currency, an insect on a fucking display piece and a scarecrow. It's it's too fucking much and it's so heavy-handed that every that time they added every time they added a new fucking metaphor in their dialogue, I just Take a shot. My eyes. You took a shot. <laughs> I, I would have probably not made it through the movie because it's just so much. And then there's a lot of yeah. visual heavy-handedness in there's there's this, oh my god, this one pissed. This one genuinely upset me. I paused the movie. So we what already had the Anne Boleyn, we had the Anne Boleyn stuff established. She sees herself as Anne Boleyn. There's this put it's put as a warning of like act good or you'll lose your head, right? And then at the dinner table, there is this giant fucking painting of King Henry VIII, the husband of Anne Boleyn who executed her. And to me, it was the most heavy handed and just it, it absolutely drew me up the fucking wall. It was the most blatant and obvious visual metaphor they could choose. And it's like it's everywhere. It's like, why do you have this giant picture of what is infamously the worst English king? in your goddamn house, unless it's just for the audience to be like, look, it's Henry VIII. Interesting. I actually there's, didn't know that. There's also another sequence that it's not as bad. I think this one's okay, but I just feel like it's also just a bit blatant and heavy handed where it's her talking to Prince Charles. They're across a pool table. Yes. There are four balls in front of uh, Princess Diana and they're kind of scattered around and it feels like they're meant to be representative of the only four people in her life she can really trust. She has two kids, the chef and uh, Maggie, right? There's these four yeah. balls that are a little bit discordant, but they're around her. And then you pivot to every, the shot it always cuts directly from her, from that point of view to another point of view of Prince Charles where he has all of these little fucking balls and they're all like perfectly organized like these little red things and there's one that's slightly different color that's him on the other side and it's like okay i get it yeah their support systems are different and i i, I don't hate that one wait that's a but really it, cool metaphor i'm sorry what i, I, I felt fine. like it was that i feel like fine. it's a bit obvious but like i don't, I don't hate think it's it. that obvious i think it's, i think you're just good at like finding metaphors maybe and, and because this film is so focused on it that like by the time you get to that scene which is pretty late in it it's yeah. like too much but i yeah i, I, I don't I hold that one too that's hard. a great metaphor i i mostly hate the henry the eighth one that one i don't mind i actually yeah i did not see that one. henry the eighth one drives me up the fucking wall i, I paused the movie when it happened it got me so i don't know much about english history so i wouldn't have known that i one, i'm a big history junkie and two that yeah. that's the guy you know i would not have known so i'm a big history junkie so that one was just a lot for me and now the real one that actually bothers me is uh, the existence of this film um, i don't think it should because to me, this movie comes off as very ghoulish in that um, it is effectively a dead person fan fiction. This woman has only been dead for 25 years. And we know most of this movie did not happen. We've they have extrapolated very little historically. This is an accurate performance. And supposedly there's somebody who might have inspired Maggie. That is where the be all and end all of. Yeah, and she remains anonymous, but that's yeah. like the be all and end all of the true historical. Like we know she was bulimic, we know she 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 self harmed, we know she had a very hard time around these Christmas things. Everything else in this film is fabricated, and but that is the film. The film that is, is the that. film. Yeah, it's, but isn't I, I think but, the best but, way to but, put but it. So, that so, is so the, wait, what you just said was what you just said was accurate, or what you just said was like you know that we know that is the film. The yeah, only, wait, if if the movie wasn't. 
if the movie was entirely the same, but instead of being directly about Princess Diana, it was just some princess that would. Yes, be fine. I would like it a lot more. Yeah, I, say, again, I love say this it movie. was inspired by her, and then have a. Different I don't name. think it even should be because I I like the concept of the movie. I like this psychological horror piece that's almost framed like a biopic, but it's not. What I don't like is the idea that a woman died in a car accident, and thirty years later, we're looking over her grave for the juiciest worms to make a movie about. That's fucking morbid. Okay, okay. That's ghoulish as shit. I, I can it's, see where you're going with that. And then on, on top of that, you have like the images of self-harm and, and her bulimia and all these struggles that we know she dealt with that the movie can't really talk about in any accurate way for her own life because the movie doesn't know. It's not the movie's trauma to know. And it just feels exploitative, kind of. It feels like they're like, yes, okay. this is a really, a really top, this is a really a figure. And we can basically make a lot of stuff up and hype up the drama and we don't really have to have any level of accountability for anything we do or write or create for this. And we can just do this. And I know that people have said the same thing about Jackie, written by the same director. I've same not seen person, Jackie. Yeah. I've not seen Jackie. I can't speak about Jackie, but I know people have said similar things about that movie as well. But for this one, it, it just feels like she's only been dead 25 years and we're making up stuff about What's her the limit? life. What's 50, the limit? 50. 50 is the limit for you can make a fake biopic about a dead person. I give it 50. I mean, it's just, it, this one is just too ghoulish. And in, in, in its own existence, because of that, just feels exploitative and kind of wrong. Um, and also, I think that it kind of, it, it feels like it does her a bit of a disservice as well. I said that I feel like she's characterized purely as sad girl, right? I don't okay. think there's really yeah. a knot going on. I mean, and the- wait, wait, Tyler, let me finish this one. Okay. The reason I have a problem <laughs> about that is because what her brother said at her funeral. At her funeral, her brother said that she was not just a victim, that she was an incredibly complex person. And to say anything less than that was a disservice. Yeah, and I think well, that's what this movie does. See, then you have, again, we talk about the two scenes. Yes, it's only two scenes because the movie isn't about. That still doesn't add complexity. That adds a bit of humanity. That doesn't make her complex. She okay. is still sad girl victim <laughs> if those two scenes included. There is nothing. There's no depth to Diana in this. Movie. Is there time? Is there time for rebuttal now? <laughs> yes, yes, there are. There's, there's, okay, the timer so has not appeared on our screen. I have a few things here, right? So, the thing is, like the first point, which is the last point that you had, was that if you if it was about anyone else, or not anyone else, a fictional story of this type of thing, then it would be better. It would be better. But I fully disagree because I think if it was a random person that wasn't anything and we don't know anything about, then it's doesn't work this film because it preys on us us knowing there's a there's a historical element to it and there's this person who was suffering and there's context this movie about a a christmas getaway about one person like it it doesn't work in any way so maybe this film shouldn't have been made but this film should there's no way this film would have been better about a fictional character. I'm not saying it would be better. I'm saying I would be a lot more okay with it because at okay. least then I would feel it deserves to be. So now, next point is sad girl. Um, yes, the brother has said that. And yes, people might think that this movie is just a sad girl kind of like vibe, right? The entire time. But at the same time, again, if we know this a little bit of the historical element, this is towards the the breaking points of her, right? It's 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 in the most intimate moments of where she's just not okay with it. And that's, yeah, you can classify that as sad girl, but we already know she's complex. I think anyone who sees the movie would not walk away. Well, I guess some people did work, walk away thinking that Diana was just a sad girl, which that would suck. But I don't think that's what the point of this movie was. This, the point of this movie to me was just amplifying 
the 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 the, 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 the tragedy the tragedies of it that doesn't take away from her complexity and i think there is a lot of complexity within the two scenes that you mentioned yes there's very little in it but it's because those were the only only times that she feels more at home is with those people so I'd argue those two seeds are humanity, but to rebuttal the first one again. Yeah. I don't think it, the move, a movie would be better if it focused on like a random princess. I just think it, then it would have a right to actually exist without being exploitative. Uh, I do also think that if your movie can only exist, if you prey on a dead person, maybe okay. you shouldn't have made that movie. If your movie cannot say, stand up without it, it should. That's the one thing I would say. I can't really argue against what you said about that because it's, it is true. I think this film operates the, the reason why I like it is because with all the parameters and what the story could have been, this is the, the really, really good way of doing it. And that's why I think that it could be, I mean, the, the theme is kind of explorative in a way that like it could have been really bad, but I don't know. I think sometimes, first of all, a lot of movies are exploitative to be honest, but at the same time, I think this is still a good a good I, mean, I can't, a, a I good can't speak for the I, I can't speak for his son uh, her sons I can't speak yeah. for people who like that I do want that I do want to know like I do I do wonder and I, feel and like I think Chris Harry... is probably right more right than we are in terms of that right but at the same time I took a lot from this movie and I think sometimes like documenting something or, or making something sometimes includes exploitation and it sucks but I don't think he, I don't think the director made, tried, tried to ruin her image or just to use her for clicks and views and money. I think this person was just fascinated by her story and just wanted to tell a story. Right. That's, if, that's if, a anything, if anything, it just shows that, yeah, we like, we knew that, I mean, like with the more information now about the royal family, we know how shitty it is. So then even seeing it's like, oh, you actually see the actual torment yeah, that she could have the point of the, the movie, movie also doesn't it, want to commit to that too heavily because it's still no, it adds, does. It, adds, it, adds away, a scene, it adds a scene with the queen that did not happen where the scene says they treat you like currency don't they and it's supposed it's the only scene they add like that with her discussing to the, the royal family and we know that moment didn't happen in her life that is one of the well, ones that we have the wait, why, would that, why would that why would that side with the family that because scene? it's the only time where anyone other than the no it doesn't shows it, it doesn't side with the family it doesn't side with the family at all i would it, argue it does no 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 it, okay so my mom again like when she watched it she she started she was like i hate the royal family for this like like she used to love the royal family not that not that this movie should be like pulling sides or whatever but i don't think it ever even with that scene ever sides with the family i think the queen saying that makes it even deeper the societal like implication. The queen knows that like she said the queen that, like, knows that she's yeah. still enforcing it and she's still yeah. policing that kind of vibe in society and, and their societal um you know parameters i think it kind of makes it worse that she's aware and yet she's still doing it and 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 she still allows it and everyone is still used as currency everyone so i don't I know mean, wouldn't I, you argue then that the movie uses diana as currency more than anyone else has a woman with the history of I being guess, exploited by media and i being guess exploited so. by media 25 years after her death but in the same way i like, guess but then every you could say that about every famous person then that's what only i'm saying if they, only if they're dead and someone hasn't written off on it I mean, we talked about King Richard. Would we make the same argument? Would we make this? Would we make the same argument for King Richard? Would we make the same argument for King Richard? We saw that a couple weeks back. Um, That's a very different case. I mean, it's a different case because he worked on the movie, didn't he? So it wasn't exploitative, even though it was a biopic. Technically, he didn't work on it, did he? He uh, consulted with his daughters. Consulted the the daughters consulted because he he passed away, right? 
No, he's alive. He's still kicking. Oh shit! Wait, yeah, he was old. not a part. He was not a part of the film at all. No, they I had some pictures. The daughters were. Yeah, but um, I would argue that that by its definition is not exploitative in the same way as Spencer damn is. It. I don't know. There's a fine line. I think you're right and you're also wrong. <laughs> like, like I think I think what you're saying is true, but at the same time, this wasn't a film that that leaned on the exploit. Like Bohemian Rhapsody to me leaned on it. I don't think this yeah, leaned totally on it. Yeah, I think Bohemian this, Rhapsody definitely did. I think this film inherently is exploitative because of what the parameters are. But it leans on it even more though, because like you said, it, it, uses the, it uses the fact that you know Princess Diana and you know her struggles and then it just amplifies that to make a because, movie that you're destined to is, feel something in my about. Opinion, because I don't you know think, it. I don't think the media ever like gave insight on the actual struggles. Like, the, yeah, the, they did. They she did, talked. Like, she talked. To, she went on multiple interviews and talked about how she had been bulimic for over five years. She talked about her history of self harm, and that was reported all over the media. That was well and commonly publicized information. The only thing that the media didn't really get to cover is whether or not she had BPD, which is theorized, but not necessarily anyone being able to talk about truth. And the movie also, for its better nature, doesn't touch on it. Sort of. Eh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Really. It, 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 you can. Nice. You could. You can. You can make a line for it, but I'll argue that on its base level, it does not touch on that topic. I, well, I still the main yeah. part of the movie was to have like yes we know this is a real person yes we didn't know what actually happened but uh, I forgot if the director directly said this or somebody said this uh, we I forgot the actual quote but I'm paraphrasing uh, we made this movie to show what we believe she felt like because she like there's all the accounts of like yeah her being oppressed the uh, what we know about the royal family and we're just trying to get the feeling of that which I think the movie accurately portrayed if it's exploitative. We've been debating about that for like five minutes. We are, but we, we are might need more time on this. Yeah, yeah that, this one, this, we this have five one minutes will, on our timer. Yeah, this one. We have to call just, this one a draw Yeah, for the exploitation draw, nature. Because it. it's a, it, I see both sides of it. I'm leaning on the- I do too. But I, but I see, but I get why, because if she was like, the whole point of her being alive or not definitely leans to exploitive, but it's a hard debate. So we'll chalk that one up. Uh, what else we got in this movie? Uh, I still think she's not very complex, but I don't think I have enough time to cut too into that. Well, uh, I, would I, say, I, I, I will also ask you with this. Okay, so do you. Can you separate the exploitation with the movie or no? I can't. That, is that, That's so my thing. Can't, right? I, I truly so it can't. Comes, it, it comes into play of how you view the movie, right? Yeah, I that, think as a film, like, like I said, if you were to somehow take the story and remove it from exploitative nature, which is Princess Diana. You have a movie that I think deserves to exist. You have a movie that's very, very good looking, very well executed and structured, a little heavy, not a little, pretty damn heavy handed with his dialogue and its metaphors and its visual metaphors, in my opinion. But overall, you have what would be a solid film. However, this movie requires exploitation to exist, not in the way that every, like, every product that exists in the world requires it, but in the way that it is based on the idea of using this figure like that. And that to me is where the kind of the line is being drawn as uh, it just doesn't sit well enough with me. That was kind of my main thought after watching the movie. And it, it hasn't, I saw, I mean, I, I saw this last night and so far my thoughts on it have only really deepened into this. Like, yeah, no, this movie just feels kind of wrong. It feels like a disservice Damn. to the dead. Hmm. It feels like, I, again, I, this I, the line I the use, first time. This is probably the first time that I came across this thought yeah. for, from you. So, yeah. I mean, like from, from any point of, analyzing this movie i think i i've been focused so much on just like the actual the movie, the movie yeah. that the, the outside element of like expectation has not crossed my mind as much so yeah. 
it's possible that I have to revisit how I feel about it. But right now, because of, to me, I just thought it was so well done because of what the story is and how they did it. It, it it's so far is still clouding that exploitation aspect. I do um, think it is a good film per se. Like, again, I think that if you take Diane as a character, it mostly works. I still would have a couple of small hankerings with it here and there, but like yeah. my, it, that's none of, none of the things I said before are like my big issue with the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, I do think that as a film and as a piece of work, it can be looked at as like, yeah, this is clearly a well-made movie. Should the movie have been made is more of an ethical question. Yeah. Right? Yep, that's, that's, that's where it is. Really but I do, I do like, that. again, I think this movie probably has, I was going to say if it has the best, I think it has the best score between the ones that Greenwood did. I think it has better, I better like, score. I, than, I liked this better than uh, Power of the Dog score, but I, yeah, I still, I, I believe both of them should have been nominated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just think this one is even better than that. I think this is an excellent score. He should I think just that visually best. it's great. There should be a category just like best, like he should just win that. Just best. best. <laughs> he he should have won for, uh, well, he didn't, he couldn't get nominated for There Will Be Blood because they said he used an old piece of music for that. He should have been, yeah. he should have won for Phantom Thread. He should have won for Master. He should have won at some point years ago. Yeah. All in all, though, I, I think that covers as much as we can possibly cover for Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it does. It's uh, an interesting, it's an, inter- I kind of want to see Jack. Oh, actually, I have one thing. Immediately after I watched this movie, I watched Twilight, like within minutes. I turned on Twilight for the first time. I've never seen it before. Um, well, that's not a good movie, but it's very interesting to see both how, um, uh, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson have changed from that original role because, dear they God, no one that, in that yeah, movie can act. about Twilight, and now they're both like in movies that are acclaimed right now. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they are both. Robert Pattinson's terrible in that film, and I just and I've every other. He hated that movie. It's so, so funny. It's so he, funny he hearing him talk about it. it. He hated being in it. Yeah, he hated being in it. I, I'm very excited uh, to watch the next four of them. <laughs> but uh, on that note, Tyler, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Yep. All right, our, fa- our last movie, the front runner for Best Picture and Best Director, and has eleven nominations, or like oh, twelve. It has a shit ton of nominations. Power of the Dog, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, and with the Best Supporting Actress nominee Kirsten Dunst. It is about the rancher Phil, who is very angry, and possibly very gay. Definitely very gay. <laughs> Definitely he is, very gay. He is very gay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, his brother marries uh, Kirsten Dunn's character, who has a son named Peter. They live at the Grand Room, and the, Peter and Phil have this relationship where he thinks he's just like effeminate. He's not a man. He tries to teach him how to be a rancher, and their relationship grows as his relationship, as uh, Phil's relationship with the mother, deteriorates because he's an asshole. Yeah, I have a quick question. Actually, is is Paul Dano in this movie? No. Why is he in the cast in, in Google? I, sorry, he just showed up in the cast in Google, and I was really. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's in this. I don't remember him in this. But he's like he's before Lola. Like he's right after Peter's character. So it's I don't. I just that kind of just threw me. I don't remember anyone saying any riddles. He's not in this. I don't. Where, think where are you seeing this? I just googled Power of the Dog, and like that's what came up on my cast because I just like to have a little summary just in case. No, but I'm on the UK. On UK sometimes gives me different information, like different summaries and stuff. So. Oh my god! What if Paul's in it in a UK version? No, he's not, he, <laughs> no nothing on Wikipedia. He's Phil. Okay, interesting. All right, sorry. Continue. Actually, I want to say one thing. I just watched this movie before we started on the podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. So like my my thoughts on it. Are by definite very fresh, and I think that they can be very much changed as I think about this movie. 
my main okay. takeaway from this movie was I didn't know how to what to really think about it 100 percent yet. I, let me Let's okay. So maybe, Tyler, yeah, Tyler. maybe you're last again. Maybe you're last. Maybe again. so. I don't I have any. I don't movie, have any hot takes. I just don't have any takes. I saw this movie either in like January or December. I saw it a while ago. Huh. Right. The I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, and I watched it with a couple of friends, and we all watched it, and we all like, huh, okay, because the entire movie is <laughs> is just like the whole movie is just you building tension till the ending. It's just tension till the ending because you really don't know where it's where it's gonna go, but you know some shit's gonna go down. So we watched it, and we're like, oh, okay. And then I kept thinking about it every other day. It's like, oh, okay, that works. Okay, that works. It's a movie that basically asks you to watch it again because now you know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And I, like- I talked, yeah, and I talked about it with friends like a week or two after, and they're like, yeah, no, it's a good movie because there's so there's a lot in it. Yeah. Going into it blind, you obviously have no idea what the hell's going on. I think after it's definitely that. safe to say it's it's a good movie. Like, I don't think there's any, like, that is a debate. I'm wondering if it's, because it's obviously a front runner for a lot of things. So my real argument is, you know, is it great? Because I could like visually, obviously, it's fucking gorgeous. This movie looks really nice. It's really, really well shot. Mm. Um, it's well shot. It's very well directed. It's extremely well acted. I loved Benedict Cumberbatch um, as Phil in this movie. I think that's a, it's a fantastic performance. It's oh, yeah. my favorite of the film. And I think it might be my favorite that I've seen this year. Uh, honestly, for best actor. It, yeah, I think it is my favorite for best See, actor. That's right why now. I still think he's the best actor. I think he's best actor. I agree. I think he's absolutely excellent in it. Um, so like everything about it as a film, I think is really good. That's my only like disagreement the sh- with that. You don't like, okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Do you not like I the think- accent? The accent's okay. But what I, I think, know. what I think we did, and this is the opposite of Chris Stewart is that we, I think we're putting even more emphasis on Benedict kind of transforming into a different character than if that character is that good or if, if that acting is that good in that movie. And I think he's really great, but I don't think he steals the show for the movie. I don't think, like, I don't know. I think for both Andrew Garfield and Will Smith, they steal it for that movie. And this movie is also very centered around Benedict Cumberbatch, but yet I would say I was more affected by the other two. And I would also say that this is a character that I'm, I feel, I feel for, I should feel for. Um, And like, I don't know. I, I think that I would relate less to King Richard and yet I felt more. So that's, I think that's where I'm going off of. But he does, he does, he he does a really, really great job. I just think that we are putting a lot of emphasis on how well he's transformed himself into a different character, a whole different accent, a whole different person, um, which is fantastic. But do I think his it was the best performance? No. So that's I that's think that's I, fair. You still giving it to Will? What? You still giving it to Will Smith? I I would give it Andrew, but I would be okay with Will winning. That's what he said. And I would be. Here. And I would also be okay with Benedict winning. But what I'm saying is I would prefer him the least out of the three, actually. So, so yeah. I, I kind of, I understand what you're saying. And I kind of agree in that, at least to me, I heard, I knew nothing about this movie going in, uh, except that <laughs> apparently Same. Benedict Cumberbatch was kind of a prick. That's like the extent of my knowledge about this yeah. movie. Going into it. Um, and I would argue that I, I didn't hear anything about him like transforming as a character. And it didn't really feel like he did, but I also didn't feel like it was necessary in this case. Like to me, it felt like, yeah, this is Benedict Cumberbatch in a role, but it also felt like this role has an absolute shit ton of emotional range to it. And the character has a lot of 
particular layers that get to be peeled back in the performance. Yeah. And I just felt like Benedict gets to do so much with that. He just gets to cover so much ground and he covers every piece of ground extremely well. It's yeah. not like, it doesn't feel like I'm watching like somebody else. It feels like I'm watching an actor be really fucking good. And mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that personally. So like, I definitely can see the argument for either Garfield or Will Smith because both of them definitely transform into the person they are. Yeah. Those two are based off of biopics. I say biopics very loosely. I'm going to use yeah, that loosely for, for the sake of, of Andrew Garfield's one. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Um, this exactly. is based off just a novel. So it's a very different kind of thing. There's not a person to turn into. Um, yeah. As much as it's like bringing a book to life. I've never read the book. I have no. I have very little history with the book. Um, but I just I just absolutely think he covers so much. I really like it. Apparently he's worse in the book. He's yeah, worse he's, in the he's book? a worse person. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that as well. Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect any less from a closeted <laughs> 19... 1910s guy. A, a lot of internalized hatred. A 1910s in okay. rancher in Montana. 1925, please. 1925 rancher in Montana. He, he is living in the roaring 20s. Far He's, away from he, the roaring 20s. Yeah. <laughs> as far as bad. you can be. It is bad. Like, so, we're a closet gay man, so... I, I do want to ask a question, because my biggest question coming at the end of this movie was... What do what do I take away from this film? What was this movie telling me? What was it really about? Which is kind of what I like to ask myself after every movie. Some yeah. movies aren't trying to tell you anything. You know, um, we talked about this back in our biopics episode, me and Tyler. There are some movies that are simply trying to present facts or a situation to you. And that's okay. Those movies just don't tend to resonate with me as well as movies Oscar that are trying Bate, to say I, something. I think Oscar Bate, the, going back to Oscar Bate, right? The, the one that we don't like is, you know, ones who are pan, ponder, pandering to the Oscars, right? Mm. The Oscar Bate that we, I think, is the, the central part is it usually tells you something or it usually like it's yeah. trying to say something. That's what I think is a good Oscar Bate sometimes. Sometimes. Mm. So, yeah. So what I think Power of the Dog is trying to say and I, I, it's still formulating in my head still because yeah. I've only watched it for two days. But what I think it is, is that like, it's, it's it, to me, it's telling about how people navigate their lives and what they go through. Because if you think about it, every character, they have maybe similar circumstances because they're all living in Montana in this time, but they all have different needs and wants of what they are, what they have to do to survive, right? So for example, for Phil, He's a closeted gay man who fell in love with the guy who taught him how to ranch and everything he, he does in his, in his life. And he's dead now. And he's trying to like not admit to it and also just succeed as a rancher or just dedicate his life to doing what Brank, uh, Bronco Henry does, right? And for Kirsten Dunst's character, you know, I would argue she is trying to, you know, kind of survive past her dead husband and and raising a child um in a time where women don't really have any rights in that way right and then for pete his whole thing is um to basically look out look out for his mother and kind of become the dad of his uh, uh, like the 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 house you know the man can you the man of the house yeah his whole thing is becoming a man yeah and then for jesse uh for the brother his is all about like finding balance between his work, which he doesn't care that much about in terms of Bronco Henry's perspective. Like, like Phil really just like kind of like fakes the hard work. Phil does yeah. the hard work. Yeah. Uh, his brother's the business side. He's, yeah. he's just trying to find like the, the, the balance of like finding love and, and, and doing, you know, what anyone else would kind of do in life. Right. So I, I think the story is just trying to tell you like 
how people operate and how it interconnects and how it sometimes destruct, like kind of destroy each other, right? Um, so I think it's a very complex story that doesn't really, it's not really a big lesson to learn or anything to say, but it's more so just like showing how people come together and also yeah. fall apart when they have their own like inner drives going. See, you know? I, I kind of agree. I'm starting to lean toward, I mean, again, only just seen it. My thoughts can change by fucking tomorrow. It's always happens on the show. Um, I kind of agree that it feels like it is more showing things. I would, I would also argue this, it, at least to me, it felt like it was also a bit of a story about loneliness. Yes, um, Phil is, is, a, is a yeah. It's a he's a lonely it's 100% man after about Rocky. loneliness too. Yes, his his brother then now is leaving him to basically yes. not really leaving him, but now the time is being divided between him and this woman he, that he's his brother's marrying, and he's resentful of her for that, and he decides to try and steal her son away from her effectively to kind of re get revenge almost on that way. But he begins to develop a, a relationship with the son that he yeah. fulfills that lonely void that he had, but that with does father. leave Kristen Dunn mm -hmm. temporarily with. Um, her own kind of void. Yeah. <laughs> alcoholism and it, it feels and like it, for her life. <laughs> in that way, though, right? If you if you say this is a story about loneliness, I'm not sure what the ending really has to say about that. Because in the end, it's when Benedict Cumberbatch's character is at his most vulnerable that he gets him killed. I know. Like that, it's being vulnerable that, that to, to kills him. It goes to Phil and that Phil's uh Peter's whole thing is the whole beginning model uh narration is um I forgot the actual wording, but it was basically came down to what would you do to protect your mother? And hey, what would you do to make your mother happy? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So at, at the point, the climax of the movie is that she sells all the cowhides to basically... I love that moment. She, she basically does that to piss off Phil because she's, he's been tormenting her the entire movie. And also, I was going to say, Kirsten Dunst, like, her character, it kind of made less sense because they didn't make Phil as bad in the, in the novel. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I didn't know that he was bad, like worse in the novel, but I think they didn't show enough. I because agree. She fell into alcoholism and it, it just felt like she was an asshole for some reason. So, like, a little me, bit, you know. Me and Tyler, um, right after I finished the movie, we'd be like, like, maybe a minute before we got properly on the call, we talked about this real quick. And that was the exact same thought I had where it felt yeah. like he like, he outplayed you musically with his ukulele. Yeah. And that's and it. And like, he said like, he, he said like one mean thing and she's yeah. like, well, to the drink. I he suppose. just had bad energy. He yeah. just had bad energy around her. He gave movie. bad vibes. And she now here's the thing that we couldn't, we couldn't figure out. Is this the first time she was drink? Like she went to alcoholism or is this she going back to alcoholism? Cause I no, thought. I, that's the thing. I really think she just, follow her husband's footsteps like she probably watched him do what he did right i don't think she ever drank when he was drinking a lot like that just doesn't make sense i think oh so it it's true that way so it was I think she just going after what he did i okay. think she, yeah honestly they didn't write her character that well because and at least one in, the movie, in the movie because she was one no and also i think underlying wise she was missing her husband she doesn't she doesn't actually love jesse that much as much as jesse loves her yeah uh, i forget her name george his, his yeah george was, so she her, her actual husband in real yeah. life, which is yeah. quite funny. Oh, I didn't know that. So she, yeah, they, she both got, they both got George. nominated. So she doesn't love George that much, but she needed him because he could provide for her and she was going to settle with that. But then the brother is just so demonic to her, but we don't see him. <laughs> well, we don't know, but in the move, in the novel, yeah, it's implied. It makes more sense, you know. I don't but know patient. what he, I don't, I don't know that's what he's that, that would be a criticism if, if he was yeah. bad in the novel and he wasn't as bad in this movie. That's fucked up because you have to tell the story fully. Like, yeah, apparently, novel, she only used like a third of the book I've been, I've heard, or maybe only two oh. thirds, one of the two, but a lot was left on the table from my understanding. 
Interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. that changes things for me. I, I uh, do wonder if maybe she didn't, they didn't want to make Phil too terrible as to provide that like feel for him. Yeah. But I felt for him regardless. I don't, yeah, I don't, I think it asshole. works better actually to make him worse. I think it would make him That's just what more I complex. Because yeah. he, I like, he's, it was, he was such a homophobic asshole. And like, if you lean into it more, then the ending would make more sense. Because we don't really know that he's gay for a while. Like I, he was just jealous well, about other finding love. At, well, you find honestly, the magazine. You get you get the what? You got the, the magazine. Ma- well, that was still the later half of the that movie. That was later in the film, though. Yeah. That's not I think if before he was the magazine, you get him. She was she was dealing with alcoholism before that even revealed was revealed. So if yeah. he was worse <laughs> and then that happened, I was like, oh, that's why he's a fucking asshole. Like, and I think the reason why they tone it down is because he's the main character, and that's what that's a bad, that's a bad way to do it. I didn't like that either. Yeah. I mean, so, I I think I like, will the say first, that's, a, that's a criticism. That's a good criticism. They, there are some subtle hints that he's gay early on, like when he's yes, with obviously. fucking Broncos, uh, the 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 seat the for way the horse. Hold that saddle, bro. That is the that most saddle thing I've ever seen. That saddle is the section, the most sexual moment of the entire film. Oh yeah, the way Pete grabs it and the way he looks at him as he touches it, uh, I was like, whoa, very very <laughs> very sexual relationship with the saddle. Um, and. I don't know. I like there's so many moments that I do really enjoy because I think I like movies that are subtle. And I think this movie is filled with subtleties that are not that, on that's why I feel like people don't I so many people are against this movie winning best picture because they're like, oh, it's boring. It's like no, but it's, it's not what are the other what are the other best pictures nominations again? I kind of keep it's, um I had it up. I got it. It's uh this uh Belfast, West Side Story, uh Coda, which is now more of a front runner because it won the producers guild yeah. yesterday. And everyone's pissed off at that's what that's uh, up there now. Uh, Drive my car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and don't look up. And don't I and don't look up. <laughs> so, question: Out of all of these, that we, we have three more, we're gonna see. But out of the out of this so far that you have seen, including is Nightmare Alley one as well, right? Yeah, literally the <laughs> only movie that we're gonna miss is Coda because I did not want to see that movie. Well, we're not seeing Don't Look Up or Belfast. Okay, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> You're are we right? also not seeing? Are we well, also what he's saying is he, that's the only now? movie he no, was seeing at all. I thought we were replacing that with Drive My Car. It's Drive My Car, Nightmare Alley, and Licorice Pizza. Oh, never mind. Okay, I'm just wrong. Um, so out of everything you've seen, then what is your pick for Best Picture actually right now? It's we should best, revisit right? this when we watch the th- other three. Maybe we should. I, I just feel like Nightmare Alley. But right will now, take the pick. Oh, I haven't watched that, so I, I, I do I'm excited. I'm very excited for that. But. In this current moment, I would give it to the power of the dog. I actually would. Yeah, I'll um, give it to with this. You know, with this list, I think it's yeah. just a. I think it's just a weak year compared to like the last. It's a weak years. year. Yeah. Looking looking so, at this, I, I honestly might even give it to Dune. <laughs> like, Ew, no. I, I I don't like Dune very much, but like Dune's I, not a good movie. Dune's a good movie. It's just yeah. Messy. yeah hold on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let's go back to Dune's that. Not, Tyler was suddenly going to jump on my a side. Great movie. I would say Dune's on the lower half of this. I don't agree with that. It has West Side so. Story. I haven't seen both Belfast and Don't Look Up. I haven't seen, but Tyler doesn't like. All right, all right, all right. Maybe not. Maybe okay. Maybe it's the middle of the pack for me. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Out of the ones I've seen, Dune is not my favorite. Um, Dune. Dune just lacks an ending, which is the but, nature of being the first movie. But that's but what like, I hate I'm, about two parters, or I, that's what I hate about like when they do stuff like that. Like 
like the first the the third the third movie Mockingjay Part One was literally the, probably the worst movie I've ever seen. In that terms of garbage, yeah, it was not bad. And, was bad ter- and, and it's because the implication that there was another part coming and this had nothing, like nothing. That that is definitely not the case with Dune. Dune is just a monster to adapt. Like I I know That's what happens problem. in the rest of Dune. <laughs> But like I know That's what happens in the rest of the I think it Dune, might not be a movie that you can actually adapt. In my opinion, I've watched the other well, ones. I just don't mm, think it's we watched all of them as well. We watched all of them. The way Dennis is doing it, you could. He's doing. I think it, it as can be adapted. He yeah, he's doing. You just can't. Adapt. You just can't do the rest he's, of the book. He's doing the best he could, but what I'm saying is, does this book? Uh, does this actually can, can? Can this actually be well made? Yes. It's not. I don't think. I, I'm so. gonna. I, I feel I, like I, by the way he's doing it. Yes. I am. I am. I'm surprisingly on Tyler's. I walked away. I, I walked Normally away we fight about this caring. movie. Yeah, you're right. But I, I walked away not caring about anything. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I, I think I that's care. kind of because I, I don't that's a little bit my reaction to Power at all. Dog. That that main character does not give me anything. I don't even know his name. Tom, Tim, I don't know. What is his name? Paul. Paul. That's what Paul, I, mean. I was like. I was like, what's the white boy? Name. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Paul is just not no like I I don't know well, I don't like any character. Uh, you know what? When we get Dune back, you might be we'll get your thoughts on Dune. Yeah, we'll get you. On, we're gonna have two people for Dune too. Then we also because we did Tommy on Dune. <laughs> oh God, okay. Dune is gonna be our super episode. Uh, anyway, um, back to yeah. this. Yeah, movie. back to dog. Uh, I, I kind of feel similar to I guess how you felt about Dune and that you walked out and you're like, well, why should I care? That's kind of how I feel about the ending. Like the ending twist. The ending twist was not that surprising to me. I personally, and I, Tyler, Tyler and my girlfriend both disagreed with me here. I felt like Peter was a fucking sociopath for a while. I did what? not trust Peter. I didn't no, trust no, 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 and that could be that that could be like mistaken for sociopathy, socio, sociopathy. But what I really think is that the core of it was just protecting his survival his with his mom. I think and that was the main point. Yes, How, I think I that would, was the main point, and that he, I think he did care for Phil for like a. I think he did care for him, but when did, that, yeah. but that last moment when he just snapped at his mom, and uh, he, it was at that moment where he realized like, oh, I can't. This will never work out. Fuck. So that is exactly <sighs> back to I the, don't know if I actually the, agree with you on that side. Back to the film being worse than the novels. I think that actually even works even more for Pete in this story. What part because, do yeah, no, I what agree I'm saying you. is like if Phil was way worse to his mother and like just the, the way the house is run, right? Then it, it the makes decision it would worse. be way more obvious. It's more obvious. And maybe that's the reason why she toned it down so that the subtlety is even more crazy, right? That like you just wouldn't expect that, but then like I think it would have made even more sense for Pete, and and he wouldn't be labeled as a sociopath because it may have come off as like, what the fuck? Like why'd you do that to him? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like he used him specifically to kill him in that moment. But I think for for Pete, I don't think his intention was to kill him in, in, initially. But once he saw him freak out with the cowhides, like it, it's something that like makes him think that this is survival mode like like my mom can't live here with phil because um, were you gonna say that he decided to kill him way before when he got it in the first place no, yes 100 yes, think- he he knows he knows about the danger of anthrax it's been mentioned throughout the movie and he actively went to cut the skin of the day of the of the of the, the no the but if you think about anthrax. it if you think about it, though, he held it there. He would. He would. He could have just. He waited. It to him. He, yeah. he, there was no reason to know. give it to him if he's gonna burn the skins because he only ever burned. She didn't eyes. know that. He didn't know that. It just happened dude, to happen. Dude, 
It was it was circumstantial. No, 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 no. I don't so think why. Was... Why would he then just he held on to tainted poisonous skin that he knew well no, enough to surgeon. use the glove to cut? He's a surgeon. He's he's so he's fascinated by the signs of things, right? I, I okay. This is the thing. Yes, they they sprinkled in anthrax th- throughout the movie. It may seem like he's like plotting this kill on him. In my opinion, no. I think it was circumstantial. What like when Phil cut his hand, he didn't do that. When, but he knew he saw it and he, he, you know, kind of like saw that capitalized and capitalized like, on it, cap, capitalized on it. But the cow high situation could have never been foretold by anyone. Like, who knew the mom would kind of go crazy and be like, you know what? Fine, fuck you. I mean, take sure, the, high. the opportunity came around, but like, that's what I'm saying. So, how was that planned? I'm not think, saying it was premeditated. I'm saying he was holding on to something and he was just waiting and something happened with the first. So, the, we, no, the, the, I one see, of them, in that, I, in let that me ask, finish. No, 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 like, dance that Tyler. And this, sorry, wait, ahead. let me, like, one sentence, one sentence. In this aspect, that falls in line if you are, he's a sociopath theory that, like, oh, he had this and then just was waiting for the right moment. But yes. in the case of the movie, and you can, you're going to disagree with this like, immediately in a second. In the case of the movie, I don't like there's too much that just happened for him to have that all laid out like that. Yeah, again, I don't think it was like, yes, this will happen one to one to one. But I do think that he held on to that for a reason. If he was a surgeon, he had no reason to hold on to poisonous skins. Okay. Earlier in the movie, he also has the sequence with the rabbit, right? Where oh, he captures this great. rabbit. He brings it to his mom. His mom's super nice to it. He's his self, his strange and oddly distant self about it. He grabs the rabbit. And later on, someone goes to try and feed it. And he's carved it up. And it's because, well, I'm a surgeon. I need to I need to experiment. Um, and it's pretty much on that. Later in the movie, there's another scene with the rabbit with the broken leg where it needs to be put down. It looks as though Phil's being gentle and kind and comforting it. And then he snaps his neck. I'm not Phil. I'm Pete is comforting and kind and Pete snaps its neck. And Phil looks at him like he's shocked that this thing. No, I'm not saying not in the way you're thinking. I'm saying I think he was he was surprised that he did it. Yes. Yeah. So because throughout the whole movie. Phil looks at he him as this as a as a faggot, you know. Yeah, sure. I can say it. You guys can. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But no, like that. That's what the look for that was like. One, he's very complex. Like the way he looked at him was like this guy is very gentle and loving, and, and then he did that, and yeah. and does the hard thing, which is to kill. So. It, it's more of an admiration kind of look, not like, whoa, you're a psychopath. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know? I think because that, that he, look is he very saw intentionally that the... questionable more than anything else. No, no it was the very the first thing ball. I thought when I saw that. It was look. admiration in my eyes. I do not agree. That was, that was the, not admiration. The animal was going to die. The animal was, was going to suffer. It was going to suffer. And Fell was like, all right, we got to kill it. And then he yeah, looked, and at, he he looked at him because uh, he didn't think he was going to do it. It's like, all right, we're going to have to kill it. So he looks at him to do it. And he tells him to do it. And then he pets it. And then he just he snaps its neck. And I do think that is not a he look was, of admiration. He it was going to do it. Shock. He was going to kill the rabbit. Not either yeah, of course way, he was going to kill the rabbit. Him. Phil's also all sorts of fucked up. But I think that like it's not like this twist that Pete kills Phil because it think to me it was pretty obvious that Pete was a fucked up person who I wouldn't trust with a six foot full. I like the so moment the moment he offered the skins. I was like, does anthrax is it contagious that way? I wasn't sure. And yes. And then he <laughs> dies, and it's like, oh yeah, okay. This is this makes about as much sense as anything else because he is fucked up and this doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Like I never, I don't know. Maybe I just never bought Pete as like kind, quiet, nice kid because you saw the man doing... hula hooping and you're like, Oh, this man's a fucking demon. No person hula hoops like that as their fucking vow. That, that, no, I think that's a, a, that's that. That's a bit. That part's a bit. I don't think the hula hooping matters. No, no but the hula, I thought the hula hooping was kind of showing how he, 
um like on the spectrum he has to like, distract himself with something else right so like the the, the comb pricking thing that he does which is a really cool sound thing that i fucking was in love with oh yeah wait um, so, side note off that the sound design in the movie is ridiculous just here like so good I, I love just the way you hear phil walking around and he's just the presence always Dude, the whole house it's, it, it to me that the clacking of his boots was so symbolic for no reason and i don't even think it i don't even i, I feel like it was intentional but also it could be not and i'm just looking into it but it felt like okay he this guy has nothing else but his ego and his pride and and his like that that's all he has right his his work and his pride and so the way he like walks around like like so triumphantly in that way like those those boots make noise but the way he stomps like that is he that wants is you to know he's there extra he's extra and he's he's flamboyant in the ways that you can't really pick up on right so like that is the way he the way he walks is like like very flamboyant in that way um but in his own way. And I think that was really brilliant. And I think now I'm kind of liking his performance more. Fuck. Um, but but no, I, I don't know. This film kind of, it, it fascinates me because I think that it's not a film that makes sense of why it's made, but then it does. I don't know how to describe it, but like. It's a movie that is asking you to watch it again. You, yeah, you have to go in, a or, or or just think about it multiple times a day. Yeah, it stays and, with you. It definitely. But again, I will stand. I will stand on the hill. I will die on this hill. That I don't think Pete was sociopathic or psychopathic. I think he is just a very different kind of person. Um, he's doesn't. He's not uh, neuro um, typical, right? Definitely not. Well, he's definitely not neurotypical. That much is for sure. But it's, um, I don't think it's sociopathic. But here's the thing. People, I, I mean, right yeah. now there seems to be no, no one has done like a proper diagnosis according yes. to, I can never remember what the name of those books are. Unfortunately, I would love if someone did. Right now I see arguments for both sociopathic, sociopathy, psychopathy, and autism. So it's, not, he's not, it's one, oh some people God. argue it's one of the three. I'm seeing all three thrown around. No one oh seems God. to have a, uh, I don't have like, I don't see anyone who's done like a definitive study on it. And I think that would be quite interesting, but I, I can't, I was trying to find something online. If anyone's done like a proper diagnosis, according to, to like, you know, actual novel. information, whether it's in the novel or like, just, just even if just oh, 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 the characteristics of what he displayed. Yeah, I, w- I would okay. wish because there's so far, there's no actual comparison that's done. It's just people kind of throwing around. You might not words. ever know. We might not ever know. I think probably won't. The book came out in 67. I think the author's probably dead. So I don't, oh, think, oh, I don't no. think we're ever going to sure. Shit. I don't think we'll ever know for sure. It's just like, there's a lot of. Okay. And also this is why I, I would say Andrew Garfield or Will Smith is better for a best actor, because I think Pete steals the movie. So I actually like, um, what's his name more than Pete Cumberbatch more than Pete in this performance. I wise. feel like so I, that far, might be a bit of a hot take though. Apparently. So far, actually, for, like best, uh, for best supporting actor is it's really, it's down to just, uh, him and Coda, uh, him and um, the and guy that's from deaf, Coda. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Troy, uh, Co- what's his name? Troy, Troy Kutzer. Troy Kutzer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Cody I just, oh, I want, I want, I want to just throw out a line uh, from the the physical coach who worked with Pete's actor in terms of uh his movement and stuff like that. Um, it's about the comb. Jane was very specific where she wanted it and to what degree she wanted it to. Wow. Um, it's up to open to your interpretation. The first time around, you can see it as an anxiety thing. The second time around, I see it as a way of him managing what he's planning to do. That does, to me, imply a level of premeditatedness to things. 
I'm just going to throw that out there because it's the only fucking quote I've been able to find. I mean, to go along with your theory, there is a lot of people theorizing that he also killed the dad, his dad. Well, I didn't know that one. I had I was not aware of that one. Okay, if, sure. okay, if if that if that's true, then I would say maybe sociopath. Because because like yeah, he the theory found the body. He found the body, and his dad hung himself. And the theory and people were theorizing. Wait, so if his dad, we, I don't know, is that the asshole to his mom? Did they say that? Yes, they did clarify that. Yeah, he was not. Well, a he was drunk. He was a drunk, and like I'm sure it was unsafe. He probably beat her. It's so, she does not look okay in the start of the movie. So she yeah, does not look I, okay anywhere in this movie. I feel bad for her. Only yeah. at the beginning of the relationship. So it falls in line <laughs> oh, with yeah. the monologue. What will you do to protect your mother? So everyone's like, oh wait. So if he did that wait. to Bill, uh, and, oh, if, and if his dad hung himself, it's like you can't really. I mean, also it's the 1920s. Oh, he hung himself. <laughs> oh no, he hung himself, and he has three bullets in the back of the head. What oh no. <laughs> Uh, um, maybe I mean again. I think that one is probably open to interpretation. I've never read the book. I kind of would love if someone who did would eventually do something like that to, to give me some some sense of it. I, this is the only quote I've been able to find regarding this. That makes uh, James oh, really hold on. I actually like that about Schmidt. What's this? Dunstan's Pick McPhee invented a potential backstory that Peter killed his own father. Oh shit! While yeah. the movie, while the novel details quite grimly how his father hanged himself, Scott Smith McPhee was inspired by the suggestion that Peter could have cold-blooded killing in his DNA. All I'm saying, okay, so okay, so that means the actor. I think Pete might be. So maybe at least Chris in the, a better in the... read on on the actor's choice because I think the actor's like that's choice is leaning towards. Um... Hold, on, hold on, once to keep what. Phil encouraged Pete. So Phil encouraged Pete's father to death. How did they meet? Did they meet? <laughs> so how? Wait, so Phil knew Peter's father in the book. Okay, well that's a, that's it. In the book, apparently Phil knew Peter's father. This was not in the movie. But the mother and Pete didn't know that. But the mother and Pete didn't know that he knew. Okay, whatever. Let's Whoa. talk about the movie. Let's focus on the movie, at least for the performance. It seems like Smith McPhee was inspired by the suggestion that he might just be a serial killer by blood. Um, well, I'm I'm so happy I found this article. It's the only thing that's, that's that really supports your argument. Yeah, that, suddenly, that, that that just confirms his kind of choice and how I say, he I say there's a reason I didn't trust him, and it's not because I was wrong. Because <laughs> he might be a serial killer. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So then now now I'm thinking that me and Tyler were bamboozled by the the director, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Sympathize with Pete. And his decisions. That's I just, why um, I think the second watch would, would is going to clear a lot of things up. It's going to clear that's, a lot of things. Definitely up. why, because because you, if you watch the movie with the with the thinking that Pete is just like he's constantly one like this. This reminds me of Bates Motel, where the son is just like overly protective of his mother, um, yeah. and, and he's also on the autism. I've seen some people draw comparisons to that as well at some other places, and that's and that's kind of what he does. If if he's meditating, premeditating these kills, then then we can watch that movie and it's a whole different very film. different the first watch is definitely oh you're like phil you don't you're, assume anything as of peter the second one now you're looking out for kinda, it this is why i just don't kinda, trust children you know what i think jane also wants it because i think the music also confirms it because there's moments in the film without the intention that i thought pete was crazy or like not crazy but like a killer was that like the music's a little too eerie in this moment. The like, music why? is so eerie, and I. So then, eerie. if you if you think about it, if you watch it again, and and with that in mind, then you're like, like it, it might change the way you even look at it. It's even more of a thriller than you think. I also just Starting want to bring up film. the rope 
being not oh, anything intentional, oh. but ironic considering his father hung himself. Hung himself. I just feel like that's an irony. And he used that else, to kill. And he, oh, shit. The rope murder. Phil, Phil tied up his, Phil uh, hung this himself. This is a basically. revelation. Not hung he, himself, but Phil the, tied the knot to kill himself, basically. I do think I like the movie more now with this the little theory rope, in mind. The more you think about the movie, again, the more you think about the movie, the better it gets. You walk out oh of it, it's like, oh, okay, God. this is it. And then you keep thinking about all the details. It's like, oh, okay, these are all lining up. Yeah, because now it's, it's not a movie. series of Pete movies where the rope is always the reason why someone dies, and it's different every single time. Like it doesn't ever seem like, like it might be him, but there's always rope involved. There's always rope. There's always rope. I actually, actually kind of like this because it takes the movie from instead about like trying to like say something or anything like that, it gets that question out of the way completely because instead it it's a lot more about of a thriller. It, it ends it's up just, being more of a oh, not... semi horror thriller instead, which is interesting. Yeah, like, see, yeah, really when you well, is it kind of just makes it's not about anything. Like it's not like. There's no really category for this. I wouldn't categorize this as a um, uh, historical a period piece. piece. Yeah, no. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it like a psychological filler that much sometimes. Yeah. But unless you have another assumption about Pete, then, then yes, it kind of turns into that. But if without it, me and Tyler probably did not think of it as a psychological filler. It was more of a kind of like I a... As like I was watching tragedy. it, I as I was watching it, I had the thriller aspect in it because the music and just the tension building out lean toward the thriller. So it's like, oh, I, something's going to happen. Yes, but like it, it's just different every time you watch it. Then, like especially yeah. if we watch the second time, and then there's a new thing about the mother, or even about George. Because I I have questions about George too. Like, does George know about Brock? Yeah, Lincoln? that that was the I don't know. He's I, very I, distant with Phil in the beginning of this movie, and we know we never actually got a reason why. Like, I we can assume that it's because this Phil guy has turned into like this homophobic asshole who is very hard and cold. And doesn't talk about himself anymore. I feel like he's probably much more free with Bronco Henry in the picture back then, right? So like George is just not used to it, right? And he just wants he feels he feels lonely. Um, but then there could be other aspects to it that we don't know. Like it's, there's just so much going on. Um, also, have you noticed we don't see George a lot in the second half of the he's film? He's rarely fucking here. He, was, he, he was abandoned his wife. It was the main character in the beginning, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he was yeah. the reason why you even sympathize with the entire story, like to follow his journey. And then once they get married, it's really just about Pete, the mom and Benedict. Like it was weird. It was really cool. I actually kind of liked it because it was no, for George, he accomplished his loneliness. Like if we're going back to the theme of loneliness, he, he accomplished it. He, he found his wife. Um, he has a mission to like provide for her and that and he fulfilled it. Everyone else is still left searching for it because the mom does not feel safe. The son does not feel like the mom is safe. And Phil is still homophobic and gay, so like there's no resolution yet. So we're focused on that. So and it makes I, I'm just sense. I'm just curious. We, we're getting actually timed out. We might I don't know how we deal with this. I but I want to ask this question: What do you feel like the line "power of the dog" means in the? So it comes from a biblical verse. We find that at the end of the movie. Can you explain the biblical verse though, because I don't. Uh, I the actual. It. I have it. I, I have it. I have. Okay, well, Tyler. Uh, it is. Uh. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Yeah, it, it the Bible exists in metaphor, so I have to assume the dog's probably just Satan. It always is. Oh. Um, but a, according to, I've been trying to find a good meaning of the phrase, and I, I've I've seen a lot of people throw some different talks about it. God damn it! Um, the best one that I, I the one that I think I kind of enjoy is that it's supposed to be Phil's ability to prey on others' inadequacies and insecurities. That's the dog. But at he the same time, that. I think that works because that. Pete has the same thing. He did the Pete, same thing. Yes. Pete never, Pete never technically is shown to be gay in this movie or anything of the sort. But I he think knows. The novel, I think the novel is more hinted at, at that. 
I'm not sure. Um, in the in the movie, it looks like what he more he does. If you look at it in the context, you've been talking about it. It'd be a hate manipulates. crime. It'd be a hate crime if he wasn't. <laughs> it's I'm a hate gonna, crime. Yeah, it's, he's been manipulating. I'll put that out Phil. there. If he lured Phil into loving him and then kill him, that's a hate crime. If he's I mean, not gay, he had a Bible verse at the end. I ain't. I'm I gonna trust say. Him. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna hope that Pete is actually gay because that's fucked up. Uh, it's fucked up either way, but it's more fucked up. <laughs> it's more fucked up if he um, murdered him with a lie. Like, if he liked that maid that came in on him during the rabbit scene, then I would hate that guy. Because I feel like there was some, like, I don't know, there was some friendship or tension there a little bit um, with the two of them for some reason. Like, I feel like they, they I don't know. It, I, that's why I caught up on. But also, okay, so the power of the dog, I was really confused because I didn't know the biblical verse. And so I was just looking for a dog. <laughs> I was like, when is a dog coming? Uh, honestly, yeah, with the name Power the, the Dog, I was expecting an actual dog too. That's like we had more fixate like fixations on cows and horses than dogs. So I was like, we're, oh, we're super dogs. dogs. Very unfortunate. Um, so then, so then, like, you know, the barking dog at the mountain, the hill thing, right? That was one thing. And then there was there is a dog that like uh Pete is like hanging with a lot sometimes, like, and and there's there's like sprinklings of dogs, right? But it, it's really just about the people. And um, yeah, so I, I was just very curious about the dog for sure. The title was very confusing. So it, looking at it, the biblical verse itself, it, it's from Psalms. So it's about David talking about basically just the enemies of Israel. Protect me from the sword. Protect my darling, which is Israel from the power of the dog. Um, that just being like the hordes of enemies who surround them. He, he describes uh, the enemies of Israel as lions, horned animals, dogs, accordingly, just different animal imagery. Uh, so it seems like um, there also are other times that it, so there, there are two implications of it. Either that is the literal enemies, or in this case where um, my darling would be the human soul and power of the dog is the power of Satan and evilness, you know, protect my soul from the devil. Right. Which I think works in a lot of ways. Obviously you can, you can consider Phil and the enemies like the, the bar, like the, the cow hands to be the dog in that case but you could also that. consider you can also consider like the power of the dog to just be pete sins if he's a murderer protect my darling from the power of the dog is like a way for him to ask for his own deliverance mm. so i think there's there's functionality to it in a couple different ways it's like a, it's a fun verse to dig into truly uh i kind of really like the idea that pete's a serial killer or like it's just a killer like repeatedly i don't know why but i think that really recontextualizes in the film in a way that makes it a lot more fun I definitely think I enjoy it more in that way now that we've talked about that. If though. he's just fucking killing American people left and right. If he is just an actual psychopath who's like, I will kill anyone who gets in my mother's way. Oh boy, here I go. Kill him again. You're next, George. <laughs> you better not piss her off. You might find some anthrax near you. Uh, I, yeah, I, I actually quite like that. Yeah. Do you have anything else for Power of the Dog? Because I know you, I think you liked it most, although now I'm liking it more now that we're talking it, about it. The more you think about the movie, the better it gets. Yeah, I, I and I, a- I really do hate the people who are immediately like, "Oh, it's so boring." It's like, no, not not really. If you some just- people, <laughs> some people can handle a slow burn. I mean, I've seen arguments that the Batman's boring and slow as well, just because it's long. Some people don't like a slow burn, and it's it's gotten a bit weird. Yeah, but no, this this movie definitely deserves the acclaim. I like the description of it as an anti-western. I think that's pretty fun. <laughs> what, uh, is, that, is that what pissed Sam Elliott off? I think it probably is. What did Sam Elliott say? I don't uh, actually something know. about it was something along the lines of um, trying to make what I, I don't know exactly what is it, but I'm pretty sure it was something about like this isn't like a western. These aren't. He cowboys. called it a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that might be a little more uh, direct than what you said. 
Is, is it wasn't there more, or did you just straight up say that? Um, what I have right now is piece of shit, and then I said I have Elliot also made comments that have been described by Campion as homophobic. Yeah, but I don't know what those comments. I don't know what the comments are. I'm trying to find the comments. Can I get a quote, please? All I want is a quote. There was a full fucking page. Okay, hold on. Okay, when asked about it, uh, he began to gripe. I have a quote here now. There was a full. There was a fucking full page ad out in the LA Times, and there was a review. Not a review, but a clip. And it talked about the evisceration of the American myth. And I thought, what the fuck? What the fuck? As for why he's qualified to review the work, speaking about himself, he added, this is the guy who's done Westerns forever. The evisceration of the American West. The film, which also, okay, that's, come on, give me more quote. Okay, he continued. Wait, no, hold on. Elliot added this. No, sorry. Uh, at first, it seemed like Elliot was taking umbrage at the idea that this, the idea of, that the critic said that this film dismantled the idea of the American West, but that homoerotic subtext of the plot also doesn't sit right with him, it would seem. As Elliot added, they made it look like, what are all those, what? They made it look like, what are all those dancers that those guys in New York who wear bow ties and not much else? Remember them from back in the day? You get that right? I, I read it correctly. I just don't know what it's saying. Let me let me try again. Hold on. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take two. They made it look like, and then there's a dash. What are all those dancers that those guys in New York who wear bow ties and not much else? I guess oh, he's comparing is, is them he to saying, strippers. He's yeah, is he, to strippers? is he saying that the movie made them strippers? Yeah, what? I I I'm not a, okay. Let's move on to the. He continued. That's what all these fucking cowboys in the movie look like. They're all running around in chaps and no shirts. There's all these allusions to homosexuality throughout the fucking movie. Okay, there we go. That's that's the blatant one. You could have opened with that, honestly. Uh, he calls out the director. That rubbed me the wrong way, pal. Uh, ba ba ba. Marin does confirm for Elliot that he thinks the movie is about Cumberbatch characters' homosexual feelings, and he pushes his guest a bit to try and pinpoint the core of the issue with the work. Eddie Elliot falls back, reorienting his talk of his experience in Texas, filming 1883, noting he spent a good amount of time with families who settled in Texas. Big, long, extended, multiple generational families that made their lives and livings being cowboys. It, it does. Okay, so I'm going to say it looks like his comments are, are homophobic. I'd argue that. Probably. I, I also don't understand some of them. I think he may have compared them to strippers, but it's still not clear to me. <laughs> who? Who are we talking about? Sam uh, Elliot. Sam Elliott, who, the one who got called out by the director. Mm. That reminds um, me. It's so funny how she had like she was going so well and then said the dumb shit about Tuna and Williams <laughs> about both the Williams systems. What a slip no up! Reason. What a slip up! Oh man, not great. Yeah, to PR. she definitely she definitely did not intend that, but that was definitely the outcome of what it just. Yeah, of. it like, seems like she was like there was no need came out. to even say it, that. It seemed like an awkward like substitute teacher joke or just an awkward teacher joke, but yeah. it was like. You're doing so well. What where did this come from? Come on. You you had a lot of goodwill about the Sam Elliott thing. Why don't slip up, man? And that's the <laughs> thing with people. Like it's like you know, you, you always improve, right? So like she has a lot of good intentions, you know, good stuff, right? But she'll always like you'll always have something that you think of that's probably not the most correct thing to to come out with, right? Like yeah, that yeah. doesn't make any sense for you to say something when it's not related. Like sure, it's in the same category, I guess, but what it's like sort of. Not really. Yeah. Like, what was the point? You could just say you were fighting amongst amongst men, not comparing to people who fight against women. In, who, in, yeah. In a whole to be fair, arena. though, to be fair, though, they have played against men. That's, and they beat them, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like oh, there was no funny. point in saying that. 
Um, I, I get what she was trying to say. I mean, it's still very male dominated in the director's. Like, like, yeah, we got the joke, but the point was, why the hell did you did you bring up Venus and Serena who were there? That's so awful. She looked at the crowd of white people and picked the only two people. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, not a great look. But I do think that is everything we have to say about Power of the Dog. We stalled to get Alex back here <laughs> reading yeah, the right, article. Yeah. <laughs> no I was like, I could make it. I was like, no, I can't make it. <laughs> Anything else for Power of the Dog, or do we go right to the rankings? I think I like it a lot more now. I I I do also like it a lot more right now because I like when movies like make you think, and it doesn't have to be like anything correct. Like none of this is like this could all be wrong by the next time. Yeah, we could just totally be fucking wrong, but this is fun. Oh yeah, wait, this brings back the thing. Yeah, you're. I think Alex, you said it before with Chris's. Um, what does this whole movie mean? I don't think it had that. Yeah, it's not that type of movie. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree now. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. come to that conclusion with this discussion. That's why I couldn't it's think of that anything. Movie. That's why I couldn't think of anything. That's why I tried I, to come yeah. with, like, you know, like, and, and I was just, yeah, I, I couldn't even come up with that. I was just, I, it's just people, how they operate and how yeah. it kind of collapses. I know? was trying to figure it out. I'm like, does it have to do with toxic masculinity in the West in like early 1900s? I mean, yes. But then it's also I mean, like sure. his, vulnerability, <laughs> his vulnerability gets him killed. So it's like, okay, the message is a little I mean, weird. it never takes, it, it barely even takes a stance. I mean, if, the only stance about toxic masculinity is that he dies. Yeah. So like, yes. But like, he dies when, when he's at his that, most vulnerable, which is weird. But that's, like, that, that, and that's the messy. crux of it. Because I think it's because of all the things that he's done beforehand that brought him here you know vulnerability sure. is not bad but in that situation it was bad for him which makes so her, it's like it makes her messy messaging though when like the character has like this vulnerable sympathetic moment and then we kill him it's like okay yep. i'm not sure what to say and then it's like oh the movie that doesn't dog. matter None of that that means. <laughs> oh one last question what did you guys think of the meaning this is where i was getting to what did you guys think of the meaning of the barking dog at the when what what bronco henry sees is it just like do I also was trying to figure that out? Do queer people just see the same things? Like you know what I'm saying? Like when when Pete saw it and he looked at him crazy, like you saw that. Like what does that mean? Like I want to know because maybe they're I, both a little psychopathic. I, I just think that just means that they were had more people. in common. They had more in common than he thought. Because again, at that point, Phil is always and not Phil. Yeah, Phil is. Um, Phil doesn't Thinking think of anything. The kid. Yeah, he doesn't yes. think of anything. And then he sees that. It's like oh. Okay, you got that. I was ho- I was I was wondering. I'm like, is this a queer thing? Like, I was like, I don't think so. I don't Only see a gay dog. people can I, see I, it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's a new gay test. Show the picture. Do you see it? What do you see? A dog. You see it? Uh, <laughs> see here. All right. <laughs> a girl or a, bar- or a barking dog? <laughs> do you see I, a mermaid or a barking dog? <laughs> I, yeah, I do think it's just a moment to endear him. There's also there is a lot of dog metaphors because he they describe Bronco as a wolf when they bring up the Romulus Remulus myth which is like a very yeah. brief and sudden thing that I, I was like oh is the movie gonna lean into that it doesn't but i i thought maybe for a second it would um i i'm the not 100 sure what the dog means the best movies is like ones that can branch off like you don't want i don't want a sequel but like what i'm saying is like you can think of lifelong things that happen to people or like you can think of other takes that could happen on this movie where it's a whole different spin on it you know what i'm saying like yeah. because this film is so nuanced that like there could be we could look at it through the lens of kirsten dunn's character hopefully i don't think they <laughs> heard it that well but you could you could see that you could look through the lens of a lot of these the, the core characters and kind of have a whole different story and, and it's really interesting and that's what i like about building like world building that's really cool uh, my bets are on George being the third murder victim of serial killer Pete, known as the Rope Man. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> it's a, it's, that'd be crazy. It's a whole. It's a whole series. It's like a Harry yeah, Potter series. He keeps killing Which people. Kill next. Um, on yeah. that note, though, are we ready to rank? Yep. Um. Right. Yeah, I sent well, Tyler the movies a, first, right? Yeah, huh? I sent Tyler a list that I think it's going to change, but okay. <laughs> so what's <laughs> our number three? 
Number of, three of these movies. These movies, yeah. I'm gonna actually put yeah. Spencer. I don't think that's surprising to anyone. Uh, ethically, it just it just doesn't work for me. Even though it's a better film than West Side Story, I, okay. I it doesn't sit right with me. Even though I do think it's a better movie, it just doesn't sit right. So West that's Side my number Story. three. So, okay, so mine's West Side Story, but I I will have to say an hour, three, four hours ago, I said West Side Story was first because I thought I enjoyed it the most. But after talking. Like, I think the reason why I enjoy the most because of the music, I guess, right? And it's a better, it's probably the best take of West Side Story ever. So I think it's just, it makes it appeal to me better. But after talking to this, I'm flipping it. And West Side Story is definitely last. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So. Number two. Number two. A West Side Story. I, it's not good. It's also not good. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I will say Spencer. Ah, okay. That I will sense. also say Spencer. I flipped it. I flipped the three yeah. and one. There you yeah. go. And then, um, uh, Spencer's good for me. Uh, yeah. Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. That's a good movie. It, I, I, I was a little, I wasn't sure what to think about it, but after talking about it, I actually kind of enjoy it. That was. It's, that it's, was, it's you need. It's, it's a, a movie you need to think about and actually talk yeah. about. You can't just walk out of it like, oh, okay, that was it. No, it stays yeah. with you. Yeah, it really. You kind of think about it for a little bit. Give it. I think definitely giving it this talk over has done it a lot of work. Finding yeah, those this, quotes this ranking, changed everything. If, this ranking was purely based on how we talk about these movies together, right? Yeah, because pretty much. The the this for me West uh, not West Story Spencer and Power of the Dog is pretty close for me right now because mm-hmm. I actually really liked how the conversation went with Spencer because there's so many things to still talk about in my opinion, um, but Power of the Dog has even more and that's crazy like mm-hmm. I feel like we had this conversation last year with some of the movies and that's they were always one that ranked the highest yeah. um, for me personally so yeah I mean there's a lot of meat on this one between Spencer and Power of the Dog it was hard because Spencer was the most immediate. Yes. Immediate that I liked because I like the whole atmosphere. Of, of I agree writing. 100%. I think yeah. Spencer was the first immediate. I was like, I like this. But right? then Power of the Dog, Power I've the been dog thinking about out. it every other time. Like every time I see it on Twitter, someone's saying like, oh, this movie's so boring. I keep thinking about it. It's like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely not boring. not boring. It's not boring. Like it's it's a slow burn and it's 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 it kind of like. It creeps, I, I guess compli- it creeps up on you and it like it deserves a slow burn after a while like i would say both spencer and power the dog like they deserve the the slow burn mm. um but i even i would even say power dog is even even a slower burn and oh, it's really is. i would think that really interesting slow burn so at, yeah. at least with spencer you get the immediate of oh this is not a biopic this is a fucking horror movie yeah <laughs> yeah Interest, interesting year. I, I like we said, we feel it's still weaker than other years, Oscar wise. But you know, there are some it gems is, in here. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting list of of, of films. Yeah. And I would argue that because of the pandemic, not my, well, maybe not. But I can't. This, I don't this, even know if you can use that argument. Also, because last year was good. So I, last I think, year was great. Yeah. I just think that the list of movies, like I, I, I don't even disagree with some. Like there's some movies that are are, are snubbed, but within a year of this year. I, it's not bad in terms of what happened this year. Like, I don't think there's many movies, that many movies that deserve anything right now, right? Mm-hmm. That is snubbed besides like a few, you know? So Green Knight. Green Knight. Um, Green Knight got snubbed. There's, a, there's another one, but I, uh, I mean, the one, the, the Anderson one, right? Not Anderson. French, yeah, Paul? yeah, yeah, yeah. French Red Dispatch. Uh, yeah, not Paul Thomas Anderson, Wes Anderson. That, the other Anderson, that's the one. The other Anderson, yeah. Yeah, that one. Spencer definitely. And honestly, Lady Gaga wasn't bad in House of Gucci. The, the story I didn't really care about. The, I mean, the, the, the movie itself I didn't really care about, but she wasn't bad at all. I, so I, Yeah, see, like for Lady Gaga, for all the talk, it's like, oh, I, why didn't, like, again, the fact that all the nominees are from movies that were not talked about besides, like, Spencer, really. Like, why? Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. Also, I think Lady Gaga like kind of like fall like she fails on herself because every every um cycle of like the press the press cycle for her is atrocious. For oh, it's the movie. same thing. It, it it makes me agitate. It makes me feel like she like want she 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 desperately it it comes across as desperately she wanting. She does. To she does want it desperately. I know, and, and that's the problem. But like, but she doesn't need to do if that. She, she if she do- didn't do that, I think it would be even more impressive because I feel like she is a good actress and she has done really good work so far within the two movies. But the amount of shit that she says about like how she prepares for roles, I'm like, dude, shut up. No one yeah. talks about this. Yeah, her and Jared actors, Leto in the same like, room is too much. I know, seriously, Jared Leto, the same thing. And I don't, I don't like his acting that much either. So he's not very good. He's not good. But I've got us better. So <laughs> that's the thing. Like. The best actors don't talk about themselves like that. They don't. When I watched Jake Gyllenhaal and lately he got a talk um, on the act- uh, actors. Um, whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, this is just so bad. I can't. Cr- I, it was so cringy because. Compared Lady Gaga, to- I was like, Lady Gaga, you're a great actress, but who are you speaking to right now? Like Compared like, to they- Robert Panson talking about anytime he acts, everyone, I went insane for this. I didn't sleep. Robert Panson. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. I'm just yeah. Like, what is like? <laughs> why are you killing yourself over a fucking comic character? I'm just kidding. I mean, there's there's obviously some shit, you know, but like it's crazy. Rob Panson, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. I'm just reading the line and killing this shit. You guys, yeah, are fucking literally. Crazy. I and, do. Like, and it sucks because she is good. That's that's the that's the worst part. I, I it's funny when Jared Leto does it because I'm like, dude, you suck. <laughs> but like, Jared Leto goes like, out. Like, yeah, I was like, lady, lady God, you're ruining your fucking image for no reason. Like, you're actually good. Don't talk about how much you prepare to, like, people like Salma and, like, Jake, like, you're, and, and Bradley Cooper. Like, dude, they've, they've been acting for so long. Like, chill out. Like, they know what you're talking about. You don't have to talk about it as if they're new people, you know? Uh, Jared Leto goes out and kills four people a night to put in a half-assed performance every time. Yes. Dude, he, <laughs> he was weird, Suicide Squad, which is a bad movie. Someone, Very bad movie. I recently talked to someone who loved that movie, and I actually wanted to punch them. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, you really think that? And I thought they had better tastes, but, you know. <laughs> it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah. on, on that note, <laughs> I think that's the binge, ladies and gentlemen. I think. Yes, it is. Follow us on 321 Binge. Let us know which one of these is your favorite. Let us know which, uh, well, I mean, we got one more Oscar pick, so we don't have all those yet yeah. let us know which one of the best actresses you think deserved it we literally only did one best actress <laughs> listen Tyler we had to we had to make but it if she wins somewhere. then it's all that matters we did one best actress and two best supporting actresses why didn't we do all the best actresses because we didn't want to watch any of those fucking movies yeah <laughs> I blame Tyler T- Tyler has complete creative control of the Oscars week I don't know what even goes in here Tyler I let Tyler run this one entirely on his own I, I could have thrown in Green Knight in here and be like yeah yeah it's nominated, it's nominated. I would have believed him I, I don't know I don't that's I don't hilarious I mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be like out of, out of the ordinary if you if <laughs> no. I would have just like yeah, yeah, yeah all the tech categories just run all the tech ones Tyler just puts 2016 cats in here and he just tells me that it's nominated for best picture oh yeah it makes sense that works yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know the <laughs> acting is really phenomenal in this uh, phenomenal <laughs> yeah, let us know which one of these you like the best. Let us know um, if you think Spencer was exploitative, if you think w- which West Side Story was better, this or the 50s version. Um, and uh, let us know if you think Paradox is boring or if you agree that it, you should uh, take a second to think about that one. Yeah, let us know what you think. Write, write a review. Give us give us five stars. Or actually, review us on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify because now that matters for us. Same thing, really? with, Apple a, same thing with Apple. Apple Music Apple Music actually good, but now the Spotify ranking actually matters because we're doing it through Anchor these days. So it'd be nice if you could do that. That actually helps us quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and we'll catch we'll us see next, you next week, week for the yeah. last Oscars.
Bye. One more time.